Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to another edition of Talk Shoe. My name is uh, David Chandler, and... Uh, <clears throat> I'm glad that whoever is listening could be afforded that opportunity. Uh, we are, I'm here to speak on the um, force behind the music industry. And, uh, you know, I, I never really was a music person. You know, I wasn't musically inclined. I couldn't play the piano or play the guitar or play the drums or whatever the case was. But, um, you know, I've listened to music. I've, uh, you know, had a thing for the oldies back when I was in high school, you know, listening to the Beatles, listening to the Doors, uh, listening to various other, you know, the Mamas and the Papas and the Beach Boys and things of that sort, without even really understanding uh, the significance that was behind the uh, the music industry and what was, you know, the, the 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 leading force behind it. And a lot of Christians don't really understand the music industry because they don't know uh, the force behind it, the spiritual force behind it, and and. The Bible, you know, the question is, does the Bible really talk about music, or is it silent? Well, the Bible does talk about music, actually, and um, um, we uh, we believe that, uh, you know, the Bible talks about our music being spiritual. If you look at Ephesians chapter... Um, 5 through 19 and 21. Uh, It says that our music is to be spiritual and um by mean what by what I mean by spiritual is supposed to be godly and and let me turn to that passage of scripture now uh it's Ephesians chapter five through eight I mean five through nineteen through twenty one Um, it says, uh, verse 18, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. 
and uh, verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, <clears throat> giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, verse 19 talks about music. It says, Paul says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Now, spiritual songs are songs that uh, they honor God. And that is what our, you know, the kind of music that we're supposed to be listening to. You know, not music that uh, glorifies flesh, that glorifies, you know, glorifies sin, that glorifies uh, Satanism and evil and things like that. But the music industry does exactly that. And um, and, and what we have is a, you know, what we have now is the music industry. We have, um, you know, the Beatles back in the 60s, you know, um, John Lennon says that, you know, we're more popular than Jesus now. And hello, um, I'm being joined by guest number two. Uh, hello? Hello? Oh, hi, Jasmine Marie. Hi. Uh, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm good. That's good. But uh, we, I was just speaking on uh, the music industry and um, how it affect our culture, how it's affected our culture. And, and we see that the music industry has had a pronounced effect on our culture, the culture as we know it now. And um, it's not only affected our culture, but it's affected how we interact with each other. It's affected how we dressed, how we, you know, our values, our attitudes towards certain things. And, um, you know, what, what I really want to do is speak on the way the music industry has has affected our, the, the way that we dress and how we, um, carry ourselves, and I just got finished reading a passage of scripture from Ephesians chapter uh, five, verses nineteen through um, well five nineteen actually, and it says, "Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to your hearts to the Lord." Now the the Bible speaks, or it has a lot to say about music. You know, you remember if you recall. Um, Saul was possessed by a spirit, an evil spirit, and and David, you know, played the harp, the harp, and that, you know, um, spirit left him, and his body, you know, and Saul was was renewed, you know, restored to health, and um, we we look at. Um, We look at certain um, other passages of scripture that, uh, and I see Nathaniel's on the uh, the line. Hi, Nathaniel. 
Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm fine. And yourself? Man, I'm going to hang in there, dude. Hanging in there really well. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you can join me. I don't know why I keep getting booted off. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I I kept getting booted off the uh, so I can I wanted to see who was in, you know calling in and who wasn't, but now that that's you know luxury has been afforded to me once again, I can continue on to with what I'm saying. But uh, the Bible does have a lot to say. I was just telling Jasmine, you know, that the Bible has a lot to say about the about music and the type of music that we should be listening to. And I read a passage from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, and it says, uh, speaking to yourselves in Psalms. I'm sorry? Come on, Smith. Oh, uh, it says in verse 19 of, of, of Ephesians chapter 5, speaking to yourselves in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, what I really want to get into tonight is uh, the origin of the music industry. Now, rock music came from the, the term rock and roll was coined by a man by the name of Alan Freed, who was a Cleveland disc jockey. Of course, he died penniless and broke. You know, he was an alcoholic. But, um, and of course, he died young. But he coined the term rock and roll, which is a colloquialism for, you know, uh, sex, you know, sex in the backseat of cars. And that is used for, or it's immorality, you know, it's used now for, you know, what we know now as rock music, rock and roll. And it started in the 50s with Elvis Presley, uh, with, with, um, you know the Beach Boys and things of like that, and and um, Jerry Lee Lewis. But what I really want to get into tonight is uh, some of the quotes that they've said, you know, that they've mentioned, and I find them to be pretty interesting because you know if anybody is, you know, um, you know, if anybody is familiar with the interview that Bob Dylan had with Ed Bradley before he passed away, I'm talking about Ed Bradley passing away. Uh, Ed Bradley asked him, um, well, why do you do it? And Dylan's response was, well, I can't, you know, you know, I, I've, uh, I've made a pact with, um, you know, I don't take it for granted, he says. I made a pact with the, uh, a long time ago. To, to get to where I am today. And he says, with someone on, on this earth, you know, he said, well, it was with the chief commander. And, and he said, well, well, who did you make the pact with? And he said, well, it's the chief commander. And he said, of this earth, Ed Bradley asked him, and then he said, well, well Bob, Brad, uh, Bob um, Dylan says, well, in this world, in the world that we can't see, so he's already told you what he's done to get to where he is today. And um, Queen, you know, the rock group Queen, Freddie Mercury, says, um, you know, in his uh, song, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, the devil, you know, and Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me. So what what does all this mean? Is this all conjecture? Is all of this... Um, 
you know, for, you know, something that we, you know, that they, that we believe to be, um, you know, Halloween hijinks or something that they're really, is it something that they are really doing? Is it something that they have really done to get to where they are today, to get as popular as they are? Is that a question or? Yes, that's a question. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I did. I didn't. I actually didn't know what you meant by Halloween hijinks. What What do you mean by that? Actually, well, it's, it's sort of kind of like you know, is it something for attention? Is it something to get people? You know, some some rock well, stars are are more. You know, they're they're hung up on um, what we call you know shock jocks. You know, they'll say yeah, something. Yeah, or theatrics, and they'll say something in their songs, or they'll mention something in their lyrics, in the lyrics of their songs, that get us to question. Well, what do you mean by that? So, is, is that a question here in this sense, or is that what they're saying, or what they have done? You know, something real. Is it really something that they have done? Because Beyonce said in an interview, he said she. I was on stage, I'm, you know, originally shy and quiet, and I'm not really, you know, I can't really do some of the things that I'm actually doing on stage, but, you know, when I was on stage, I can remember opening my arms and feeling something enter into me. Now, is this something for ratings, or is this is what she really did? Yeah, yeah, well, I'll say this, like, I've actually watched a lot of YouTube videos about this, about different, not a lot. I watched a few, excuse me, where where it, it talks about, um, like, the past and different things that people do, like, I think Muddy Waters or a couple different, like, just people that, that did the blues um, said, I mean, in one of the songs, The Crossroads, where I think Eric Clapton and um, Bob Dylan or Eric Clapton, a couple um guitarists actually played that song as well that apparently um, um, as well as a- ACDC Highway to Hell like what does that mean or or even Madonna she had um, she she was reading the Bible like on one of her um, on one of her CDs but to me it's not I don't know I don't look at it that deeply there's a couple questions even though even though it it, 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 it is I'm sure that deep the first question is like, uh, you know, are the people Christian? <laughs> That's the first question. Mm-hmm. Have they been saved, <laughs> and are they filled with the are they filled with the Holy Ghost? Or, you know, are they Christian? That's number one. Mm-hmm. And then, and then number two is like, if you're not um, a Christian, um, or fighting to be a Christian, or, or aiming to live as a Christian, um, you're only as your life goes on you're only going to get worse as a person. Your heart's only going to get darker as mm-hmm. a person. And, mm-hmm. um, um, but, but, but that's one thing. The, another thing is, um, too, um, not only I feel like your heart will own, not only get darker, but um, you're going to ignorantly, I think in many ways, in many situations, ignorantly um, do things that are anti, anti-Christ, anti-God. So, um, for instance, like the Oscars, like, you know, you're looking at it and you're like, wait a minute, that thing looks like a little idol. Are these people literally acting 
for an idol so that once they, you know, are these people literally work, living their life to where they can get more idols and, and doing all kinds of things in their life so that they can get this little statue? And in many cases, yes. Yes, they are. And, and what are they doing, you know? They, they are seeking to get, in a lot of ways, the worship that, that God deserves. God, God is the only one that should get worship. God is the only one that should get praise, not man. And, and where else can we go? We can even go to the NFL, the Lombardi Trophy, the Hall of Fame, the Golden Jacket. You know, well, I want to want to really like add to it. Oh, go go ahead, go ahead, go go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to because uh, you said something that was um, that that was really telling. You, you said something about worship. You know, I want to turn around. I want to like turn you to the um, book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter fourteen, and because see, I, I wanted to just prove something. Okay. Uh, let me see if I, I can get there first. Uh, oh, Isaiah 14, verse 12, uh, through, I, I guess I can stop at 14. Uh, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Thou art cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Now here we have Satan or Lucifer saying to God, I will be like the most high. So he wanted worship, right? He wanted well, worship. He wanted, yeah, he wanted, yeah, definitely wanted worship, but also his God's place. He wanted to take God's place, and I think, right, and not, not, you know, we're, we're talking about music, but, but not just that. You have a lot of men and women saying that they're gods, you know, like not, not just performers. So it's like people literally thinking that, you know, I hear it a lot. I've heard it a lot. Like, oh well, the black man's the original god, and this, that, and the third, and it's like. Um, yeah, and, no, and, I, and I really wanted to get into that because um, this idea, you know, and not only did God, not only did the devil or Satan or Lucifer wanted to be worshipped, but he wanted God's place. And so, what is with the music industry? We have rock stars, even in the Christian community. We have Christian, uh, you know, Christian, con- well, contemporary Christian musicians. You know, wanting to ascribe worship to themselves instead of God, and oh. so what? Oh, is, what give me an example of that. Like, what does that look like? Well, it, it's you know, you look at Michael W. Smith, and he doesn't preach the gospel in in, in his music at all. You know, one thing we have to understand in, in you know the scripture that I read in Ephesians chapter five verses nineteen is that our music is to be spiritual. What does that mean? Well, Paul was talking about our music has to be you know, um, godly. It has to worship God. It has to do three, two, well, three things actually. It's supposed to talk about. Well, it's supposed to be in worship to God, and then not only that, it's supposed to preach 
sound of, uh, or according to the Bible. And then number three, it's supposed to be theologically correct. The music that we hear in a lot of your Christian, your, your contemporary Christian music world is is very nebulous, very, um, you know, like it, it's just uh, totally uh, bereft of any substance. You don't really know what the musician is really singing about. Like, for instance, Mary, Mary, well, it's the God in me. Well, what God? You know, she she's talking, and, and that, that song is very, very word of faith, very charismatic in, in doctrine. And so it's all about money and things. If you look at all of the things that she has, and this is what they're singing about. If you look at all the things that she has, you look at her car, you look at her bank account, you look at her clothes, just notice that it's the God in me. Well, what if she didn't have all that? Now she's not, it, it doesn't, you know, she's not godly at all if she doesn't have any of these things. So oh, I, 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 I think, I think that song was basically saying that she was saying I'm blessed, and that's because the reason why I'm blessed wasn't because of me. It was because of the God in me. But I think that's what the song was basically saying, basically the one, you know, look what God did for me. It wasn't me who did it. It was God who did it. So I don't think it was nothing wrong with her saying that. She was, you know, basically saying because he did this for me. It wasn't my doing. It wasn't something that I did. It was because God blessed me. So I don't think it was nothing wrong with them saying that. Okay, uh, I mean, we could look at uh, some of her other stuff. You know, mm-hmm. she she uh, collaborated with a rapper by the name of David Banner. You know, of course, you know, she, she's David not Banner? a Christian. Yeah, collaborated with her, super friend. Yeah, called super friend. He's my hero. Yeah, I know. I know. She collaborated and, and, with David Banner? Yeah. Like a pimp, huh? The, like a pimp, David Banner? No, the rapper. Yeah, that's the one he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So she, and David Banner is not a Christian at all, you know, and, you know, if you listen to some of his music, is just straight out of the gutter, you know. But, uh, you know, Kirk Franklin, another one who was fine in the beginning, you know, I sing because I'm happy, you know, I sing because I'm free. You know, that that song came out in, the, I think it was an early portion of the 90s. But as soon as he got popular, you know, then that's when he started going off the cliff, I guess you might say. Like and, what song would you say for Kurt Franklin? It was like just well, off the... Well, 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 Kurt Franklin, when he was asked um, a straightforward question about what he thought about homosexuality... He uh, totally bypassed the um, the question, and he said, as a matter of fact, let me, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to see if I can find the video. Okay. Oh, cool. Why are you looking for that? I have a question, too, because mm-hmm. this is definitely, I think this is definitely something, this is something very serious. Um, when you're talking about music, like music is like, like in, in everyone's life, every single person Music affects every single person's life. So, so I'm. I know for me, I've always struggled going back and forth between should I listen to hip hop? Should I, you know, should I be concerned with with particular lyrics? 
because even I think last week we talked about Sade. Sade is not even, she doesn't even come off as hard. But in her music, she literally is telling you, turn your back on God for romance. Like, yeah. you know, a person's more important than than being in heaven. Like, to me, that is so terrifying. And it's over this these watercolored music. And, I mean, everything sounds so beautiful. And, and I remember as a little kid, like in high school, listening to that, and it's and it terrified me. Because I, I, I think, like, um, the, the devil doesn't come, like, as, like, as I think Jay-Z as much as he comes as um, Taylor Swift. Um, but but then again, you know, there's different ways to get different people. So I would say he's not as he's not as obvious with some. I would say, but but what, what am I what am I saying? What music should Christians listen to? Should there be no like no music like secular music that Christians should listen to? Should it be all all gospel and making sure that that the the gospel like you said the gospel music is like done a specific way is it only singing or is rap rap a form of um like um being demonic as well um because you find a lot of contemporary christians rapping now is that is it wrong to worship god in that way or is that christians bowing down to the world and becoming worldly as well these are questions that you know that i've had that i've always to a certain degree struggled with back and forth what's right and what's wrong because it's like you say you know, you have, you know, a few people that, you know, they're not only your singers, but they support politicians. Contemporary Christian people certainly support politicians. So then it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, what, what, what do, are you just another wing, another, another part of, of, um, are you just another arm of, of, of the devil to exploit and trick and deceive people into, you know, going against God, or is it okay? I, I think is the question that I'm asking. What kind of music should Christians listen to, if any, or should they just stick to stick to hymns and maybe gospel? Well, and maybe, I think, and maybe chance. Well, I, I okay. think that. Um, you know, you look at, again, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19 tells us what kind of music we should listen to as believers. You know, spiritual music, which means music that glorifies God scripturally. You know, uh, you look at uh, the book, uh, I think it's in the book of uh, John. You know, we, we you know, the, the Bible says that we ought to love thy, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul. And, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. But, you know, we have to, you know, worship God in spirit and in truth. And what does that mean? Well, we have to love the God, love God in spirit and in truth. And, you know, in other words, you know, we have to know the right God so we can worship him. We can't worship just any God. So music is a spiritual force. You know, even the the unholy hip hoppers know that. On even the the rock and rollers, they they they'll tell you that. You know, David Bowie said that we are heralding something darker than ourselves. So what is he talking about? He's talking about the music that they are playing, that they're performing. You know, ACDC says. You know, Angus Young, the the guitarist for ACDC said, 
you know, uh, something takes control over me when I'm on stage, you know, I'm just along for the ride. So it's no. something driving them. And so we oh, ought not sure. to listen to music that glorifies Satanism, that glorifies sex, immorality, that glorifies um you know the flesh, which is the the lust of the eye, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, which is immorality, which is sin. Um, you know, any any artist, whether it's Christian or not, you know, that sings about sin, that sings about materialism, that sings about um, uh, lust and things of that sort, is dangerous for a Christian to listen to. I believe, in my opinion, well, scripturally speaking. So the only music that we can listen to according to the Bible is music that glorifies God. Well, I mean, can you glorify God in a different – I think that's part of my question. Do you think you can glorify God in a different kind of style, meaning like rap or or, – I mean, is there there a particular way that you think God is looking to be glorified in music or – or, I mean – or, or is it just simple? Because, because I don't know. I don't know if that's in, if it's in Old or New Testament. I think it's in Old Testament where it says, Sing to the Lord in a new song. And then the question is, is it being worldly? Like if there's a, let's say, a contemporary Christian person or a Christian artist that is, like, just rapping, but everything he's rapping about is true, gives glory to God lifts God up, or it, or is even the aspect of wanting to be an artist um, try, drawing away from God. It's, it's just the simple desire to say, I want to be a rapper or a singer, in a lot of ways, take away from God. If you're not 100% like careful every single step of the way, I guess it's, it's, it's an, I guess another question. Because well, I, I think, I don't know, I think there's so much, well, I'll say this and I'll stop. I think for 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 much of it, much of all these things, if not it's like um, an athlete, a, um, an actor, a performer, most of these things have to do with the person and glorifying themselves. Most of them, whether whether it's you know whatever, it has to do with how great they are. Most of it, I'd say ninety nine percent of it has to do with look at me, you know. So before you before you even get to the devil. I think a lot of it has to do with, oh, look at, look at me, look at how great I am, look at how talented I am. Well, well where does that come from? You know, it, it oh. comes from the devil. You know, the devil wanted no, no, self-worship. No, 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 I agree. No, I agree. What I'm saying is, before you even get to what I'm saying, before you even get to the devil worship, before you start getting to, like, people talking about, oh, I'm going to hell and, you know, I'm on the highway to hell or... You know, or like, or a queen coming out saying, you know, not only him being a homosexual, him coming out and saying, the eligible has a place for me. I think even before, I mean, before, I, I think there's something to wanting to be, be a star is what I'm trying to say. Even the word star, what is that even, you know, I mean, back in the day, they worship stars. It's like, you get a star on Hollywood and you, you want to be a, a um, a musical star, even American Idol, Idol, like it seems like even even the desire to pursue that that particular field. I well, think, can I uh, can I uh, 
uh, like, because I want to, there's, there's, you said star, what does it mean? Well, look at Rihanna's song, you know, diamond, shine bright like a diamond. What does that mean? Well, you know, Satan was a cherub, well, he was a, I think he was a seraph, I forget what angel he was, but, you know, and he shine. He was shining brighter than the noonday sun. He was the bright and morning. Well, he wasn't the bright morning star, but he was the morning star. I think he. Um, he was coming with all I'm, kinds of gems, like yeah, he was uh, like it, it's was, amazing to even think about how beautiful like somebody would look like if they were covered in like instead of their skin, like having like diamonds for skin. Like that, that is just an amazing, like image. Like how, what would you look like? I mean, it, it's amazing. But, but I, I, I do. I think it, I think actually it goes together. I think they actually go together. I think it, it it's like you desire to be a quote unquote star, i.e., you know, you want people to look at you, fame, worship you instead of God. One, that's step one. And then it's like the Alpha and the Omega. That's the alpha. That's the beginning. And then the end is you become this gruesome tool for the devil to to promote, like, destruction of other people. But, but what I'm saying is, is there something wrong with wanting to be, like, you know, a, you know, a, a musician in the, public, in the public life instead of just worshiping God at your church? Well, I, I don't, I don't think it's wrong in and of itself. But my thing is, uh, when you're oh, looking, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, when when you're looking, and I, I just wanted to finish my thought on Rihanna, her song, and what it what it means. You know, look at verse twelve, and you'll find out who she's talking about. You know, uh, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? He was a the son of the morning. So, you know, you've got a star, you know, Rihanna. See, it, it all comes from listening to the words. See, the power of worldly music comes in the backbeat. You know, it's the backbeat. You know, um, I think it was Jerry Lee Lewis that said, "Is the not, not Jerry Lee Lewis, it was some other rock star that said, it's the back, you know, I, it's got to be rock roll music. You know, it's the backbeat. If if it's without a backbeat, I can't use it. So it's the backbeat that gives secular music its power. And with, you know, Christian music or with, you know, uh, godly music, it's the words, it's the melody. The power comes with the melody. So your question was, you know, can we use any style... To still glor and still glorify God, and, and the answer and the answer to that question is, I it, 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 no because all you know rap music is from the world. You know uh, we can't take worldly music and bring it before the Lord and say, well, here uh, all I've done was change a few words here and there. You know, and and I'm going to use this to worship you, but the backbeat is still worldly. If it makes you want well, to. Well, can I just say this? I think that rap music, or like the style of rapping, period, to me it's nothing but it's like poetry. It's not necessarily it's poetry. 
it's just a different way of expression. It's a different way of expressing how you feel. You know, it's just a different style of music, just like singing is a different style, spoken words. I mean, spoken words kind of like rap. It's that they have a different style to it. So I can't really say that being a rapper um, is not of God. I think it's what the lyrics is what make you not of God. If you're rapping or doing spoken poetry, glorifying God, what's wrong with somebody doing that? If you're rapping about Jesus or they the scriptures. I don't think what's wrong with that. But where, I mean, rap music, I mean, my thing is, where did it come from? You know, rap music, I believe, it came from the slums of New York where people were breakdancing on cardboard and things of that sort. And what, what, what do you, I mean... Let's look at rap music for a second. You know, when you look at Jay-Z and you look at, you know, um, Tone X or, you know, I forget any other Christian rapper off the top of my head. Uh, Cross Lecrae, all these other, you know, look, look, just do a, a before, well, not a before and after photo, but kind of like do a comparison or compare and comparison between the two. And you don't see a world bit of difference. With the with, with the Christian in the center, we're supposed there's supposed to be a difference between them and us. When we're borrowing and stealing from the world, you, you you're not the, the the message becomes muddled. You know because what are what are the children being one to when when they're listening to rap music or when they're listening to Christian rap? Mm-hmm. A child that doesn't know the Lord, he's just going to say, oh, well, this is rap music. This is no different from what I just got finished listening to out in the street. The only difference is the words are different, but the music is the same. So when you bring him to your church and all you're listening, all he's listening to is, is Christian rap, well, what is he going to be brought, what is he going to be the one to? He's going to come back, what, for the music? He's not going to come back to hear the, the word of God. He's not going to want to come back to hear. You know, I had a pastor that made the same had the same argument, and he was playing Christian rap. He was playing, um, you know, um, Crossroads. What, what is the name of that? Playing Christian rap group. Harmony, Meet Me at the Crossroads. Yeah, Meet Me, you know, he that, wasn't playing that, right. but he was playing something similar to that. And I'm saying that's the same, you know, it's the same beat as Tony, Tony, Tony. It feels good. And I think it was the Crossroads, uh, whatever. Oh, the Crossroads Church. Yeah, the Crossroads Church, but it was it's a it's a Christian rap group. Oh, okay. And I can't remember. I don't know if I've got the name right. What you're saying, this is something that is that needs to be actually um, studied studied out by more mm-hmm. Christians. Which is this? Does like you, you talked about the backbeat? Does music carry a spirit? Yeah. Meaning, if you no, what, what, no, it's a question. If you, if you believe, you know the answer to that. But I think oh. it's like if you could play a particular beat, does 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 a spirit attach itself to that and enter into people's bodies? If you listen to if you listen to music that's R and B, certain type R and B music, make you want to have sex. Yep. It gets you in the mood. You put on yep. that's why you said put on Luther Vandross. Of course it does. Of course. Yeah. It's and, and the spirit. more you hear the music, 
the more your mind is getting renewed, whether people realize it or not. Faith comes by hearing and yep. hearing by the word. word. So it's a negative faith that's coming in when you hear certain type of music. So, you know, like if you break up with somebody and you listen to Tony Braxton, you get the proof listening to that, you know? It's a yeah, number of uh, sad, long, you know, sad uh, love songs. So it does bring spirit. I yeah, yeah, John Todd said that. John Todd said that, you know, prayers are actually done over the cassette before it even makes it into the general population. You know, uh, it's taken into a back room, and uh, witches pray a prayer, a satanic prayer, over the cassette. They put a curse on it. You know, before they, yeah, and they put a curse on it. So when we play it in our house or in our cars or in our CD players, that curse is placed back on us. It's called backmasking. Now, there's three different types of backmasking. One that is done on purpose. One that is taught by a man by the name of Aleister Crowley. You know, it's it's in that the real message is in the music that's played backwards, and you know, music that's played subliminally. And you know, a lot like "Stairway to Heaven" by Led Zeppelin. You know, it you know playing forward means one thing, but play it backwards, it's a totally different message. You know, listen listen to Michael Jackson's. you know, beat it, play it forward, mean, it says something totally different from when you play it backwards. When you play Britney Spears' song, um, Hit Me Baby One More Time, play it backwards. She's saying, sleep with me, I'm not too young. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. So that, so Listen that, to so Queen's uh, another one, Bites the Dust. For each one, they want to elicit a particular, like, a particular demon specific to the actual artist. For instance, like for Britney Spears, they probably want to elicit like a pedophile demon to put in people's subconscious. That that might be why there's the, you know, her image is like, oh, I'm not that innocent. She looks, they have her looking very young, but at the same time very sexualized and mixing that, that particular imagery with, like you said, the back masking to mm-hmm. like to formulate a, a way to defile people and to get them to to um set themselves up to to be told to to stir up the wrath of god because to me what what does it all mean i think is that the devil wants people to sin so that god's wrath will stay will will be stirred up to where they, they will end up being punished and taken away with him i mean um, look at it this way the devil knows that you're not crazy enough to say he's god he knows that that's why you what, what, what yeah. So what does he do? He uses music to get you to do that. He can get God. you to... I'm sorry? He, gets, he uses music to get people to say that the devil is, is God? Well, look at it this way. You know, he's, he knows that you're not going to say it verbally, or you're not going to say it, well, you know, Satan is... You know, but get, he'll, he can get you to sing a song... Without even knowing. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's it's, like, it's subliminal. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's like, or even for instance, he can get you if he can get you to say "kill, kill, kill, murder, murder, murder," which is uh, like I think um, one of Ja Rule's songs. And and yeah. look at his name, Ja Rule, which is another another you know you see the J Hova. 
Jesus. Yeah, like, Jehovah God. You know, I am Hova. You know, lift your hands yeah. up in the air. That's another form of worship. You know, people don't realize what's happening to them subliminally. So they you know, listen the to they're looking at them as people that are they're looking at them as people that are just playing music and they're playing along, but in but what's really going on is um that's the church that they're in, or the hip hop church as KRS one puts it. Um and they're they're worshiping with the the devil. They're worshiping the devil. Yeah, they're worshiping. He wrote the, the Gospel of Hip Hop in 2006, and he is a what they call a five percenter. He believes that uh, only eighty percent, well, five percent of the black man knows that he's God, and he. No, no, hold on. Five uh, percent of the black man know knows that he's God. Well, well, what what I'm saying is that. The full five percent nation's doctrine is based on the fact that black that the black man is God, but only five percent of the black man of the the population of the black man knows it, and he believes you know uh, that hip hop is not just a um, a style of music, but it's a religion. And he said this himself uh, on a number of occasions, and so. He denies Jesus Christ. He says, uh, "If you're a Christian, stop calling his, you know, his name out, or stop saying Jesus' name and calling his name out." In other words, be Jesus. Don't call his name. Don't say, you know, don't pray to Jesus. Just be him. If you're Buddha, stop calling out Buddha and be Buddha. What? But that doesn't make any. That doesn't make any sense um, to me. Like, I mean, does it make any sense? For one, like, how can, how can you know, 5,000 or whatever percentage of black men be God when there's only one God? That's number one. Like, that, that's, that's silly. And, and, and number two, like, I mean, are, are there anyone that's left out? Is there, this is what I, th- I think about with false, false religions, too. Um, false religions, from what I've seen, very seldom teach that there's a devil or a hell. I've noticed that. Like, you know, there's no, no hell or kinds of purgatory, no kind of hell for many other false religions. So the fact is he's including Buddha, what does that have to do with anything? It's just, I don't, I don't know. To me, it's just a bunch of confusion. Um, there's a bunch of confusion and people that I think that are just, I think a lot of it is just people want to be, they, they, they've bitten the fruit and they themselves want to be worshipped as well. They themselves want to be God. Which is this, that same lie that the serpent told told Eve? You'll be like God, God, if you do these things. If you do these things, you'll be um, on His level, and will never be on His level. That's why. That's why again, I wonder, like, the, the the why behind why someone wants to be a performer. Like, why why is that so important? Like, uh, everything everything's permissible, but not everything's beneficial. Like, what what is it about? wanting to be in the public eye that you desire so bad. People chanting your name and singing your song, like I, I just think there's something there's something at the heart level I think is wrong and I think what happens is God hands them over and and then then it gets really, really dark. But but yeah, you, it, what you say is very, very true. Very, very true, very, very because again, like I've listened. I'm from, I'm from Florida, so so we have you know like two live crew. We've got um, 
all kinds of like highly super sexualized groups. Wait a minute, Two Life Crew is from Florida? Yeah, Two Life Crew, Luther Campbell, Trick Daddy, Trina, Flo Rider, um, Pitbull. Um, Wait a minute, who is Trina? The girl that was seeing my neck, my back, and all that crap? No, 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 no that's Kia. That's oh, Kia. No, Trina, Trina's I'm the baddest bee. I'm a baddest oh. who's bad, you know, and yeah. But but again, like, those, those that music, that, that's something to definitely, I know for me, to definitely look at because you, you play, play a Luther Campbell beat, just the beat itself, you know, just the beat itself, and people, like, they want to shake their behind. It's, it's not, it, it, it stirs something up in them to want to be lewd and lascivious. Like, instead of to Well, that's the thing of patience. Like you like we were talking about before, just the uh-huh. beat itself, no words, no words at all. You could be like saying, Jesus loves me, this I know, you know, and you're playing, playing that beat in the background, you still want to shake your mind. And, and well, I listen, think there's, there is something to it. I really, the more I think about it, the, I really do think there is something to it. It's not like people are, oh, well, that are, that are crazy. I do think there is something to, maybe there is a spirit associated with music. I don't have a conviction on it. That's why I'm talking the way I'm talking. But I think there is a spirit associated with it. There is. There is. You know, even, like I said, even the secular rockers will tell you that, that there's something more than just playing an instrument. You know, uh, look at Carlos Santana, who is totally, is openly admitted to giving himself over to a spirit called Metatron. What? And Metatron, you know, at a seance, Metatron is supposed to infuse him with all this musical talent. And so that's why he's able to play the guitar the way it's so well. You know, look at uh, Eminem. Eminem, with his song, um, um, you know, My Darling. Now, this is a, a, a rap song with a spirit. And uh, it, it, it's it's... Totally, you know, so this is, not, without a question, uh, a spiritual issue, you know, when it comes, you know, music is a spiritual issue. I've already explained as to why I believe that is so. And then, you know, but you mentioned a lot of the rappers from Florida, you know, and it's just something strange about some of these rappers that are from the southern areas, of like, you know, uh, like... Oh, well, actually, R. Kelly's from Chicago. But uh, yeah, if you look at um, Lil Wayne, he's from, I think he's from Atlanta somewhere. Um, you look at Birdman, he's from uh, Louisiana. And they're all talking about sex, and they're all talking about all types of immorality and things of that sort. And, you know, if, if look, listen to the beat, and it always gets, you know, it, it entices women to want to you know, to do a lot of twerking and things of that sort. When they twerk on, on YouTube, what kind of music do they listen to? They listen to Birdman or they listen to some other rapper from the South. Well, you know what? I think just to, I'm, just, I'm going to speak for Florida. I'm going to uh-huh. speak for the whole state of Florida. I oh. think... <laughs> I, I think uh, I've never been to Florida, so I, I, I'm new. <laughs> I've only been to Virginia well, as far as the South. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you. I, I think a lot... Like you say, it's the, again, it's the backbeat. And a lot mm-hmm. of these things were tropical. You have a lot of different, like, um, South American cultures that are associated with it. 
and I and I almost I almost want to bet that these drums that they use these drum booths and, and beat boots, I bet you could go to South America and find probably at a carnival them playing the same beat that that, that some hip hop artists just talk and said, wow, that's a that's a that's a bad beat, you know. And I think and, and I think a lot of the South American countries there's a lot of devil worship going on, like in of South course. American countries, African countries. There's a lot of that, and it's it, it, to my and to my belief, it's infused in the culture. So you yeah. want to, you know, I want to go to the vacation. I'm out fun, and it's like, wow, you end up getting, you know, lots of crazy stuff happens in Caribbean places or South American places. It has a lot to do with this. I believe too, the spirit of a specific location. New York has a particular spirit, I believe, that's assigned to it. It's different than Montana, different than California different than Florida, different than Texas. But there's, there's a, a town and a location has a particular spirit and a particular demon about it, I believe. And there's, I believe there's scriptures as well that, that have to do with that as well. But I do think with Florida and southern places, that I mean, a lot of that stuff comes from, like, South America and sometimes even African drum beats you'll have, or even the go-go, the go-go in D.C., you know, what, what's the... Well, that, those are, to my knowledge, African drums as well, um, mm-hmm. and, and and that that's a very a very you know you listen to that you I mean, and again there's a spirit associated with that as well. So yeah, DC has a go go. Florida, Florida's more a lot of booty music and that's what <laughs> call it, you know. But I think a lot of that has to do. I don't know. A lot of it has to do with the spirit. With, with, you know, maybe devil worship that's been around, or just demons and devils themselves that have been around for for as long as as long as you know we you know we've been alive or whatever. So I think that has a lot to do with you know because you have of course in Miami you, you have all kinds of Hispanic and Latin culture. You have yeah. you know and you mix that you know, and, you know even Pitbull. Pitbull has a lot of there's a lot of booty shaking there too. And, Where you know, is this now? Pitbull. He, he's a um, he's a I think either Cuban or Puerto Rican rapper. Never heard of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean that's uh, that's I think that's the essence of um, I mean what you're talking about. But I do the more I think about it, I'm uh, because it, again you could literally in a room with no no lyrics, no lyrics, put a beat on, and people are gonna be shaking their shaking their behinds. Or they're going to be feeling somber, or they're going to be feeling like you know faithful or inspired. So just as much as the words are important, they also like the the, the music behind the words are very important, which is like um, which means like for a lot of people, a lot of these these um, CDs probably won't sell. So I don't well, know. Well, l- l- let's examine the word hip hop. What does that mean? What is it? Well, it's, it means immorality. Same thing that rock and roll music means. It, it's, it's the same thing. It means immorality. And, oh, and so, meaning like the action of sex? Yeah, or the action of, you know, girls shaking their behinds. And, oh, okay, okay, okay. And, and so you, you want to associate that with godly music? You want to associate that stuff, that all of that with God? I mean, Christian hip hop, 
Christian, butt-shaking. Uh, but, you know, that th- that's the lie that's being perm- that's permeating the church nowadays. And so we're bringing all of this stuff into our to, to the church, and all we're doing is causing more harm than good. So the, the young people that come to, to, to our, you know, young people, you know, meetings like um, – you know that that are started by a lot of youth pastors, and the youth pastors are trying to be cool and hip, just like the young people that they're bringing into their churches. And so their their uh, first in, inclination is to bring in all of this music, and all it's doing because they can't tell the difference. They're children, so they're like, "Well, it's the same thing. I'm listening to the beat, and it's the same thing that I just got finished listening to before I came here." So you know, you're not ministering to the child, you're not ministering to these teenagers when you're bringing in Christian hip-hop, when you're bringing in guys like Lecrae who's just, you know, throwing up gang signs while he's rapping about Jesus, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it seems a little strange coming from me because, you know, but I've researched this for about two years, and at first I didn't want to believe it. I'm like, well, wait a minute, Mary, Mary teaming up with David Banner, a secular rap artist, you know. Yeah, and well, I can see how it works. I can see how it works because there's a culture of don't judge me. You can't right. judge me. You can't call me this, that, and the third. So then when you, when you don't have a standard, then, then, you're just, then you're set up to where, like, if you're not careful, you're bowing down to, to, to the devil and, and, it's, and it's children. Which is which is another challenge to say, really? No, they're not the devil's children. Uh, okay, are they doing God's will? Are they saved? Like, and we don't we don't see it that way. You know, we we don't see it that way. I think because in a lot of ways we don't want to see it that way. We don't want to come across in Christians as hard, being harsh. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, again, it's like he you're saved from something. Mm-hmm. You're not just saved as God God's children to God's children. You're saved from something, and a, a lot of times, I, all this stuff that you're telling me, it's like I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm like, if people would just utilize, better utilize their time, because if you really look at it, we hardly have time to even care for and love our kids, let alone, mm-hmm. let alone even play, even, okay, let's be a rapper. Like, just being a Christian is enough focus and work to, to just do. And you, we fall short all kinds of ways, all kinds of situations, let alone trying to appeal to the world. It's like you, you, don't, have, you don't have time for that, really. I mean, mm-hmm. only, you have just enough time, really, just to just obey the scriptures, just enough time for that. But, again, this stuff, honestly, this has been around a long time. And not mm-hmm. just, not just, I think, with people moving it into the churches themselves. You have issues with denominations. You have mm-hmm. issues with, with common Christian beliefs. There's not right. just this solid Christian belief that is just base-level Christianity. People don't, churches in general don't even have a base-level Christianity. So it's like there's no way really for people, I won't say no way, but it makes it that much more of a hurdle to deal with um, when you're talking about, okay, let's say, let's save these people. But then, then you have one person that says, like one church that says, oh, no, that's fine. To reach these particular people, you got to rap. And it's like you twist scriptures to a certain degree, maybe knowingly or unknowingly, because you mm-hmm. feel like, okay, they're only going to listen to someone that's real or someone that's a rapper. When sometimes the, the best 
the best way to reach out to somebody is to turn your back and leave. You know, turn your back and do do the will of God and not you know and show that that their that their world is so decrepit, dark and perverse that you want nothing to do with it. And they're like, wow, well, shoot, shooter John don't want to be around us no more, and he was a main tr- trigger puller. Don't want to shoot. He's he, He's feeding homeless people and taking care of kids. Like, and he's not trying to. He's not trying to rap to appeal mm-hmm. to us. He, he wants nothing to do. He doesn't even want a hint of worldliness in his life. Mm-hmm. And and the point of I think what you're saying is that shows strength. It shows strength. It shows that I'm so strong. I don't need. I don't need to appeal to you. You're gonna appeal to me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do. A, I'm not gonna do a, a do a little ditty dance to to get your attention. No, you're gonna appeal to me. But again, just kind of like what you're saying, the devil's like, no, you're gonna appeal to me because you guys are cowards. You guys are cowards, weak, and don't have convictions. So, so I'm gonna have church people, you know, like. Uh, I saw on a thread today, I had to close my window out. That people, worldly people or atheist black people were making fun of the church people where they had people like dancing and, and shaking their behinds in church. And um, to me, that actually fits what you're saying. Even when you try to reach people and try to get on their level, um, it's... It, it, it conf- it's confusing and it, and it still doesn't work, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. the best thing is to is to be one hundred percent in in what God tells you to do and let everything else stay where it is. Um. Hmm. So yeah, that's that's what I got to say about that. Well, uh, I just wanted to um, talk about now um, rap music or hip hop when it you know and how it appeals to. The fatherless nation is this fatherless generation, and one of the ways that it appeals to um, this fatherless generation is the I, this idea or this this mentality of of having swagger or swag, as as a lot of young people put it, and uh, it gives people a, a false sense of security or a false sense of bravado. Uh, you know, it gives people confidence, well, young people anyway, it gives them confidence, and it changes our value set. You know, in other words, you know, we never heard, back in the 60s and in the 70s and even in the 80s, you never really heard anything about the idea of baby daddy until now or baby mama until around now. And so it, it means that over time our values began to change, especially during the time when gangster rap became more popular after, you know, uh, N.W.A. bursted on the scene. And then Ice-T came out with the song Cop Killer. You know, Cop Killer changed all black men's uh, views concerning uh, the, the police and authoritative figures. So now we have no... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, we, we have no respect at all for authority because we think inherently that, you know, police are just all out to get us and that there's no justice with the judicial system and things of that sort. So um, rap appeals to this fatherless generation because it gives us an identity. 
it gives a lot of young people an identity. That's why a lot of young people can go, especially black men, they can go out and they have this newfound confidence in themselves that they didn't have, you know, before all of this started. And, and you know, that their parents didn't give them anyway, you know, especially, you know, growing up without a dad, you know, you don't have a lot of confidence growing up in a home where there's a lot of women running around that don't really know how to control their emotions. So as a young boy, you look to other outside forces to, you know, uh, elicit or to add or to give you a sense of being. And so rap music gave us that sense of being. You know, rap music gave and that's why we're so addicted to it. You know, you, you say something about rap music, and, 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 and a lot of our rappers are looked at as gods and goddesses and things of that sort. I mean, they know every nook and cranny of their lives. You know, where they're from, how they were raised, and things of that sort. And I'm saying to myself, well, rap music must have some type of, it is, it, it, it's a, a surrogate father in a sense. Well, David, I, I got I to gotta tell you this, because I love, I, I struggle with rap. I struggle with love of rap. There's a few rappers that, you know, you know, he's actually literally hurt me a little bit to shred them. But here, here's what I'm trying to say. Black people have so little of stuff. Any little thing that you throw at them, they cling to. This, to me, is why it's so important to have a good family and people that are actually involved in people's lives. Because, again, you, anything that we get, like, you know, from the boondocks to, to, to music, like Michael Jackson, um, you know, Eddie Murphy, you know, rappers, you know, rappers, Kim, Nas, whatever, whatever you want to, whatever you want to put it, like, black people have such little stuff that they're the prime targets for it, for, for, for um, exploitation. So it's like, yeah, you not only, you not only don't have a dad, but you don't have a purpose. You don't have anyone to invest in you, let alone your mom. You don't know how the world works, and you, you're a kid full of life, and you want to live life. So here, here come these rappers to say, okay, this is how you can live life. This is how to have a fun life. This is how to be associated with excitement, let alone now, like, you know, all the other issues that, that we're going to have. But, but I think black people have such so little of stuff. You can literally put... You give them poison, and and they'll make they'll make a pizza out of it. You even look at that even when it comes down to voting. I mean, people voted for President Obama, who was for gay rights and and for abortion. So. Oh, don't talk about Obama. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's another oh, example. Yeah. I, I didn't vote for either one. That's my cousin right there. Uh, yeah, that, that's my know, brother. Exactly, exactly. And again, black people have been so like the scriptures say, even to a hungry uh, even to a hungry soul, better things taste sweet. Black people have such little things in America. We've given we've had everything stripped from us that any little thing that looks cool that everyone's paying attention to. We want to gravitate. That might be why Beyonce is such a powerful example, example in quotations, 
Well, she's the queen of the feminist movement. I just wanted to put that out there. But go ahead. It's terrible. It's terrible. I think that's why even with Oprah or Beyonce, they they look at these women and, like, everyone pays attention to them and is like, as black people, some black people get a sense of pride out of that because they don't have anything else. They have, I mean, you do this. Take away rap. Take away um, comedy. Take away sports. Take away um, Beyonce. Take away Oprah. What do black people have when you take that away? Nothing. And I think that, to me, that's the issue. The issue is we, have, we don't have anything for the kids. So here comes the devil with all kinds of tools of torture and poison and for us to make pizza out of. Yeah. Well, so. well Jasmine uh, brought up a, a good point uh, about um, voting with Obama, and I don't want to get too far off topic, but um, Obama is the worst thing that we've, that we've ever experienced as a president in, in, in 40 years. And, and 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 I, but uh, you know that's going to be another show for another time. But I totally agree with Jasmine, and not only that, but Jasmine brought up. Some, I don't think she brought up any. Well, well, yeah, she did. She she talked about. Uh, well, I brought up Beyonce, and she's the queen of the feminist movement. And what I mean by that is that uh, her and Oprah Winfrey and Michelle Obama, they all are kind of like teaming up to uh, force this agenda down on us. And uh, Beyonce is terrible, like you said. Beyonce uh, talks about girl who runs the world. Girls do. Not only that, but she came out with another song by the called um, Bow Down Bees. You know, of course, you know, it's an expletive there. And she's terrible, and she can't sing you know, she well, she can sing a little, but you know, she's just, you know, but she claimed that, um, you know, she talks about Sasha Fierce, which is a alter ego, and it's a spirit, you know, it's a spirit of lust that enters her when she's on stage, and it causes her to be able to perform, and um, she's just horrible. And she, in one of her videos, she. Um, um, Stood up for. I think she promoted what is called transsexuality. You know, the, this whole idea of homosexuality, transsexualism, and things of that sort. And I forget the name of the song, but um, but she too is demonic. When she came out with "Crazy in Love," um, that's when she kind of converted over to the other side. If you you know, if you get catch my drift. When uh, when she was caught in the car, when she was in the car with Jay Z. And there's somebody else driving it, and the car blew up, or it was some other guy, and the car blew up, caught on, caught on fire, and she died. Beyonce Knowles died, and then out come, came Sasha Fierce. And you notice that when the car went up in flames, who was standing outside of that car? Jay-Z. So when, she, when, when Beyonce emerged out of the burning vehicle as Sasha Fierce, she was dancing and she was, you know, talking about crazy and love and all this other stuff. And that's when um, her husband started rapping. And I thought that video was a little strange. When uh, Snoop Dogg came out with his video, does anybody remember the box? 
You really? I don't. I mean, I don't really watch Black Mirror, but I can't even tell you. Oh. I don't even. I don't. I don't know. Well, the box came out yeah, in the nineties. I was in high school. I'm a resident like hip hop expert. I remember oh, the, oh. The, the the box. I do. do you? I, probably, I probably wasn't born then. <laughs> you probably won. Actually, you probably won. That's fair. I, I, how old are you? I was trying to be. I was not trying to be funny. No, no, you, it, it was like in the um, probably the early eighties. Yep. Oh, the, the box. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the box, right? No, the, the box. It was a cable uh, station. Oh, maybe it was the nineties. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Really? Um, it maybe it was the nineties. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I know what you're talking about, David. Yeah. I do. Oh, I know no. what you're talking about. Hmm. Huh. Well, yeah, it, it came out in the 90s. I was in high school, uh, like, uh, in my 10th, 11th, and my 12th grade year. And you would call in. It was kind of like a retroactive channel where you would call in to, to, to kind of schedule your favorite uh, song, and then it, they would play it. So when I was in high school, when I was in 12th grade, they came out, you know, somebody called it in, and they had the box playing. And so they... It was turned on to the box, and they, they somebody called in. I don't know who it was, but somebody called in, and it was uh, this video on, about Snoop Dogg, and it was called Murder Was the Case. And he's talking about how he was shot and almost killed, and, then, you know, and so they wheeled him into the, uh, uh, you know, the emergency room trying to save his life. And while he was in his room, he was out of surgery by then, he was in his room, and the devil appears in his room as Jesus Christ. And so he said uh, he kind of sold his soul over to him, and then that's when he became Snoop Dogg. He was this big-time rapper, and, and you know, he was really popular overnight, you know, had all this money, had, you know, fame and fortune and things of that sort. So, and I looked at it, and I didn't really pay too much attention to it until when I was watching some video exposing rap music, and they showed the same video, and my jaw hit the floor. I said, oh, my God, that's the same video I saw when I was in high school. And then you saw a yeah. cute dog praying to an up, next to an upside-down cross. Yeah. Oh, I'm done. You, you wanted to say something? Huh? You wanted to say something? Mm-mm. Oh. Well, but yeah, they, I think, yeah, with, with Snoop, yeah, there's, I think, I forget what it was. It's like, um, I think that is the video you're talking about where, yeah, it's kind of like, it's a, like a really evil voice talking and he's talking back and forth with the evil voice where he sold his soul to the devil. I just, I, I think... I think there's ways also for accountants to sell their souls to the devil too, but but yeah, definitely music, the music industry. I think is tripping with all kinds of demonic um, way, you know, demonic examples, um, not examples, just um, demonism. And uh, but but for me, I, that's more to me. That's more studying. I definitely want to do because I want to build a conviction because. Not 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 so that people won't think I'm crazy. I just want to actually, you know, have a solid conviction in it um, because there is something to again, like what you say, um, a spirit being associated with music. I've seen it, like you know, because you know, 
I've DJed one or two parties before, and you see how people act when you play one one song, or even even if you do this, if you play like one of those um, booty booty shaker music, and then you play <laughs> some gospel, people are just like, yeah, yeah, it's like they don't, it's like you know they they're in the zone to to do wrong, and then you play gospel, and they're like, nah, turn that junk off, man. Put, put put some real stuff on, and it's like again because they want to. Maybe participate in that. So, so there there is something to it. It's not just some like tinfoil hat people on the internet like, oh, you know, the Illuminati. Like, no, there really, it really is. There is something to it because I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. There's something about music that needs to be taken seriously. So, yeah, that's oh. really all I I like that. Well, the the thing is, 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 you know, what I wanted to do, well, is, you know, um, show, well, actually, I do believe that um, rap music is very, very popular. And the reason why it is, is because it's a surrogate father to a lot of uh, African-American males, especially African-American males. And um, what I saw when, when I was walking, I think I was going to the store one day, I think this was a couple of years ago, couple of summers ago, in fact, I was walking to the store. I think I was going to Rite Aid. I don't know if anybody, you know, has a Rite Aid in their area, but I was going there, and, uh, you know, the, this uh, girl pulled up in this car, a little broken down car with two kids in the back, and she was playing, what the heck was she playing? I don't think she was playing Lil Wayne, but I think she might have been playing some other Southern rapper, and... You know, and she it was loud and and I'm like, wait a minute and and the stuff that was coming out of that you know out of that song was just demon- it was just so wretched, it was just so perverted, and i said I said to myself, okay, doesn't this female know that she's got two kids sitting in the back, but you know she had on her little sunglasses on, and she was sitting back in the car and and she wouldn't lean back like the guys do it, but you know and I'm saying to myself, <clears throat> what is the appeal? You know, what is the appeal? You, you can't turn that down or off because you've got two kids sitting in the back. And so the same two, when they got into, when they went into the store, and I was standing behind them waiting for, you know, to, to be served, you know, get my stuff checked out so I can leave. You know, those two, got, those two little girls, there, there were two the girls who were dancing. And repeating the same things that they heard, and so, you know, and but it, it becomes to the it, it's our surrogate father to the extent that it becomes our identity. You know, we dress like these rappers, we talk like them, we interact with each other like the rappers do. And we, you know, it, it's it's become a part of the culture. It's not just music to us. You know, it's not just music to us. So, uh, what do you guys think? Do you think uh, it's not just music to us, or I mean, what what are your uh, views concerning that? I don't. So, Jazz, you you were gonna say something? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? what <laughs> you're funny. What? What? What I think. I don't. I think for some people it can be a sur- surrogate father, 
But I think also it's a drug to, to, that black people use to numb, numb the pain of their everyday life, to get, them, to get their mind off of what they're going through. Um, and, and along the way, they, along the way, they get defiled by it. But, but, but I think it, I think it's something more where it's like, I want, you know, like I want to work out. I need something to get me hyped up. I'm going to listen to this, uh, I don't know, bone crusher or pastor Troy. Oh my goodness. You talk about bone crusher. Yeah. Have you heard of bone crusher before? No. (laughs) Well, listen, pastor Troy, he has a song called, I mean, you talk about demonic. Um, he has a call, song called Vice Versa. Wait, Wait a minute, you said Pastor Troy. Pastor Troy, he's a rapper. He's oh, a rapper, and his, his name is called Pastor Troy. He has, he, he's, he's a he's a he's a vile rapper. He talks about um, vice versa, like, and and he he literally curses curses God. Like hmm. he, he curses God, but at the same time he talks about um, what is he says? Praise the devil! Praise the devil! The Lord is trying to kill me. So it's like he's admitting that he's wrong, but at the same time cursing God um, in, in a song in a song called Vice Versa. It's really you read the lyrics to that. It's like I'm just <laughs> thinking about it because it's like it's a scary. It's a very very scary song. But but again, I think. Um, I'll take it away from that, but I'll say for for most people, I think black people, I think they you they listen to music to help them to escape, and while they're escaping, they end up getting defiled, and then once they're defiled, then they end up involving themselves in self-destructive behaviors, and then then they end up having end up messing up, and then having more children that that mm-hmm. need to escape, and so it's kind of like I don't think it's I don't know. I don't think it's trying to replace a father. I think it's trying to um, fill fill the hole that their purpose that that their purpose hasn't filled, you know, in their heart. Like they they want to do something. They want to have fun. They want to be excited. They want to be part of this fantastic world. And I don't mean the world meaning the, the the demonic world, the world that God created for them to participate in, but they don't know how, and they don't know they don't know how to deal with the pain that they're surrounded with every day. So, so they're medicated with music or pleasures, drugs, I mean, which is what, they, what a lot of the music talks about, drugs, sex, alcohol, cocaine, marijuana, um, and, you know, and as well, you know, being a god, which is, you know, which is for some people better than, than their everyday life. Like, yeah. you know, who wants to live their life? You know, why not, why not want to be a god? That sounds mm-hmm. a lot. That sounds better. Then, then you know, dealing with the pain of being black, the pain of maybe having a single mother or two parents that are that are burned out by this by this racist, greedy system, you know. So I mean, there's a, I think there's a lot of reasons, but I think the, the central reason is one of the, one of the reasons is to medicate themselves, um, mm-hmm. to medicate themselves, and, and in turn they end up messing up the community that much more instead of actually effectively dealing with their struggles. Um, the right way. Well, that's from not being not being taught how to deal with Mm -hmm. everyday life, you know, and that comes again from the home. You know, Mm -hmm. called conflict resolution skills. Yeah. Well, or the idea of the failure to thrive. You know, how can you deal with stress in a proper way? How do you deal with 
disappointment in a proper way? How do you deal with your emotions in a proper way? And that will tie into how you relate to each other, male or female, you know. If you got a best friend, you're not going to be able to relate to him if you're, like, snapping off and getting mad over some of the dumbest things. You know, you're going to be able to learn how to have conflict resolution skills. And if you have a wife or you have a girlfriend or whatever, and he sees as something that you may or may not like, you know, how do you handle that? Do you smack her around, take her by the hair wow. and throw her across the room? Or do you sit her down like a, like adults and say, hey, look, I don't like what you said, but, well, I don't agree with what you said, and here's why, and give her facts that counter uh, act or counter her, what she just said. But we don't know how to do that. So what we do is we get mad at each other, we cuss each other out, we say all kinds of things to each other, and that that's a, a, a community of anger, well, not community, but that's a culture of anger that's being fostered by these by, by the rap industry. You know, anger, rage, you know, if somebody picks me off, I'm going to just take it out on him, pull out a gun and blow his brains out. But why is it not though? Do you think it do you think it has to do with with their family or how they're treated as black people? Or both. Do you think it's a mixture of both. Yeah, I think it is a mixture of both. I think a lot of our anger is like we're too scared to 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 force our anger back on white America that we turn it on ourselves. Because well, we know I think let, that's let, white let, people. Let me let me cut you off for a second. Let, let me uh, step in for a second. I, I don't think it's against white America, but I do think it's against ourselves. We, we're not able to affect the culture in a positive way. Nobody taught us how to. So we're frustrated. We don't know how to blend in, you know, with you think, society. You think we want to blend in? Well, I'm talking about blending in in the sense of knowing how to build our own communities, you know, we want to build from the ground up. We don't want to be like That's any right. other race, but we want no, to. No, I agree. We, I agree. We That's to, one piece. Right. One piece of it. We need to know how to, like you said, from the foundation, solid foundation all the way up. That's one piece. But then you have the other piece, the oppression piece, whether mm-hmm. whether it's believed or not. You know, you know, you know. There, I think there is frustration against against you know unfair targeting. Like you know, stop and frisk. Recent, even recent laws that have been passed, where it's like black people have like a um, have a um, bullseye on them. I think I think a lot of that has to do with how black people they feel they feel powerless. They really, honestly, black men specifically in in, in a general, black men feel powerless in America. Well, they well they feel I powerless think. because. Nobody empowered them. No one in their family said, hey, and again, I'm going to go back to dad. Dad didn't pass the torch. You know, when he was 18 years old and he was graduating from high school, he didn't walk up to dad. You know, there was no dad, first of all, so he didn't. Of course, he's not going to walk up to him and say, hey, look, you're a man now, and, and, and you know, you, you, you've got to take the bull by the horns, and, and I know you can do it. No, we didn't have that. All we had was a bunch of emotionally un, you know, emotionally, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, you know, imperfect. Well, I don't want to say imperfect, but we had a lot of emotionally, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
Um, well, you know, we had a, a, a bunch of emotionally unstable, that's what I was looking for, mm-hmm. unstable women that were just always, cuss, you know, yelling at us, screaming at us, and, you know, uh, you know, if you don't take your little so-and-so over there, I'll knock you the heck out, I'll knock your little head, I'll skin you alive, give me, you know, always beating the crap out of us, you know. Uh, what I talked about at the last uh, uh, the, the last um, show that we did concerning the black family, you know, it's not, you know, we don't value family. What we value is um, uh, whatever, stuff that don't really matter too much. And, um, you know, I see a lot of um, young people having children out of wedlock and not valuing family. We were not valuing responsibility. We're not valuing, um, you know, marriage. And, and so since we're not valuing marriage, nobody's getting married. you got single men and women who are in their 30s and 40s not getting married. And I don't know, you know, maybe that has something to do with the rap culture because rappers are talking about, you know, hit it and quit it, 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 hit it and quit it. Yeah, with the women dancing in the background, too. Like, with the yeah. women, like, no, it, it's one, listen, it's one thing to say, hit it and quit it, and girls, and then, like, every single girl in the community points at a dude and laughs at him and then goes about his business. And he's just standing there with his microphone like, and everybody's gone. He's just standing there looking looking stupid. That's one thing. But it's another thing to be like, hit it and quit it. And then there's like, then like there's women coming over the horizon like Braveheart, like thousands of women. Like that, he's like, oh, so take it easy, slow down, you know, all these women jumping on, on this dude that's like, it's like I shoot people, I kill people, I murder people, I kill <laughs> people. I murder people. <laughs> I kill girls. Quit it and quit it. And then, and then all these women are like, oh, he's so manly. Look, look at his muscles. You know, and yeah. like, yo, I be hitting and quitting it, and hitting and quitting it. I be hitting and quitting it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and like, there's women, and there's women, there's women sitting right there, right next to him while he's cursing and talking about how women are bees and H's. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're like rubbing his head. You're like, what? Why are you rubbing his head? Number one, two, you need to get away because it's not safe around that dude. And he's yeah, like, I don't love them hoes. Them hoes ain't loyal. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, I mean, it will, again, it would be one thing again if the dudes were, were talking that stuff and the women were like, word, you know, you know. Like, really, dude? Is that what we yeah, are, dude? Now? You know. But 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 the, and that's the thing, and I think that that's the other side of it. The other side of it is like both both parents together training the kids to value value relationships and marriage. And and that young again, it's the same issue because you have people in tough situations that are trying to make it that that do sell their soul soul to the devil because they'd rather they'd rather literally they'd rather go to hell in in fifteen years of some crazy gunfight. Over over uh, over a bologna sandwich, than to go to heaven and work at McDonald's and struggle for for mm. um, eighty five years. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like they're set up in a situation to where to where, excuse me to where the devil looks appealing. 
Mm-hmm. Because, because they, I mean, they, they are in such impoverished situations or such hard situations that they're like, shoot, shoot, I'll sell this crack. Forget it. Fine. Forget, forget church. These church people, I'm, my stomach's grumbling, and they're talking about Jesus. These, these girls over here are talking about I'm married, married to Jesus. You know, my, mm-hmm. my mom just hit, hit me upside the head with the, with the cinder block. She's cursing out me for wants me to go to church. And then what a cinder block. Yeah, exactly, with the cinder block. And these really cool dudes are talking about, yeah, and they, they have a, a constant stream of women, literally like a bag of M&M's, whatever woman he wants he can get. And, and I'm, I'm going to sit here and try to do the right thing and don't seems like don't nobody want to do the right thing for me. And then and the devil's like, exactly. Sign your name on the dotted line. And, and that's what they do. And then yep. they get trapped. In, they, they feel trapped in the game. And it's like, you know, and do you have, again, you have the Little Wayne syndrome. Little Wayne, I think, has like four or five kids. Uh, Antonio he does? Marty, three or four. He, he has um, three or four kids from um, two or three different women, something like that, you know. And and he and he talks about he talks about women like I mean I mean I mean and women can't get enough of him. I mean he he talks about women like trash, you know, like trash, and they yep. can't get enough of Little Wayne, man. And so so I think I I do think again like you say it's like we're we're, we're set up we're so vulnerable. As, as a group of people, and we're we're just like we're right there to be to be used and abused by by the devil and, and demonic men with money, with power, and this this is where I I get angry with money and with power. So it's like it's like taking an impoverished little girl and prostituting her and making money off of her, and then blaming her for 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 saying she's messing up the community, but you yourself that actually gave her the, the prostitution gig, you you don't. You don't want to be held responsible and held up to the light. And that's where I have the issue with the black community and their relationship with, with the white people that employ them to defile the community. Because, again, if we had, again, if we had, and I'm still trying to figure out when we had had a community in America, I'm still trying to figure out when, we, when black people actually had jobs to where we were employing each other, where fathers were passing down their jobs to their sons, where, where we actually were literally taking care of ourselves, educating ourselves, employing ourselves. I'm trying to remember, like, you know, the, the multiple generations that we had going like this, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden we just said, no, nah, no, nah, forget, forget the job that our dad passed down to us. We want to smoke and sell this crack. We want to, you know, start having multiple babies for multiple different fathers. You know, like I, I say all that to say I don't know. I don't think we ever really had multiple generations of employment opportunities and as well educational opportunities given to us by Black people and what Black people are. And I'm coining this phrase: we're the pH of American society. We're the indicator of where America is and where America's going. So we we, we are the crash test dummies. Um, and then after they're done, after they're done blending us into a nice puree, they're gonna move move over to another group of people, um, and and do the same to them. And then when it gets real, then they're just gonna get all the guns out and start loading people into ovens. So we'll we'll be we'll be, we'll be dead by then. 
mostly mostly annihilated and wiped out by then. But but I, I just oh, think okay. well, no, dude, it's gonna get. I'm telling you, dude, it's. I mean, but first they're gonna have to they're gonna have to kill all the Christians first, so that so that the devil's will can be fully manifested. Because this this is the beginning with a gay agenda, but if it wasn't gonna be Barack, it was gonna be somebody else. So so well, Barack is really. Yeah, well, Barack is really pushing this uh, this gay agenda really hard. Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan set up set up crack in um in black communities. He said, oh, oh my God. God! Oh my God! Screw Ronald Reagan! Oh my God! And, and Abraham Lincoln. Forget both of those dudes. Yeah, but let wrong. me tell you something. What what happened here? Get those guys. I I understand it. Can I? Are you okay? Yeah. I don't want to talk no more. Forget yeah, me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, what I was saying is I know that, you know, um, the crack will destroy families. But homosexuality, I mean, the stuff that it does to a community, I mean, it does to psychologically, it, it's really just beyond measure, you know. And yeah, one of these. It, wait, I'm just saying, even with him pushing, because, you know, we all have influence in some type of way, mm-hmm. and we should, we should be able to use our influence to glorify God, you know. And right. so here is President Obama. I'm not saying that he's a Christian or not, but he claimed to be a Christian. He is you know, a he Christian. Claimed, huh? He isn't a Christian. Oh, I know. I say he claims to be a Christian. And you're, you know, trying to promote and, and tell people the homosexuality. You're just basically disrespecting God. It's seeing that basically what the Bible says really doesn't matter because I believe that, you know, people should be homosexual. We need to accept this. And they go as far as, like, um, recently they have a, uh, a show on uh, NBC. No, the ABC family. And it's called Meet the Fosters. And it's just about alternative family, so you have two women raising kids, right? Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. they have on the show where it's these like twelve year olds having crushes on same sex relationships, like kissing each other now. They mean like who does that? This is because President Obama has so much influence. Yeah. And now people feel like, hey, it's a, hey, what's wrong with my twelve year old wanna, you know, like a boy or kiss a boy? Look, 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 this dude, he not only he not only helped I look at him this way because I'll tell you this, he ain't got no power. He oh, has oh, no Obama. Oh. We don't, no, listen, listen, listen. I'm, no, I'm, don't I'm, believe I'm, that. I'm gonna say this straight up and down. If he came out and and, and was like, Okay, we need to we need to do right, we, we don't need to have uh, you know, a gay agenda. I mean if he were to speak against it he he'll probably be dead by morning. He or don't have to speak against it. He don't have to. All he has to do is not say nothing. And not just that. Not just the fact that he's allowed the gay agenda because now gayness is everywhere. It not is. That, not just that. He's legalized um, marijuana use in a couple different couple different states as well. But well, not only that, but he's he's made illegal immigrants. Legal, you know, he's uh, right. brought them over here without legally making them a part of the United States. You know, illegal immigration is on the rise ever since yeah. he got, ever since he became president. 
So, but this gay agenda, Obama is really shoving it down our throats. The reason why I say he has no power is he, he's owned by the people who pay him. He's so, here, Howard. No, I mean, my no, 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 listen. He, I'm, have, he I'm, has I'm, a lot I'm, of power. No, he doesn't. People think that. People think that he does. But it, I think he's he, he he, he, No, people, literally, people think that he does. He, he He's only able to do what they allow him to do. If he try he, he if he tries to speak out against anything, and I'm not saying listen, I'm not saying he wants to speak out. He's not a Christian. I know he's not a Christian. But, I mean most most presidents, most politicians aren't Christian. But if he were were to try to speak out, he would he would be rightly put in his place. There, there, he, there, there's no room for a person to be a Christian. There's no room for a person as a leader of America to be a Christian. There is no room for that. The only place that they have for that person is a place in the cemetery. Um, and the sooner people realize that, the, the more they'll be able to realize that these presidents and these politicians aren't your savior. Jesus is. And, and, and they'll, they'll be able to put their trust in him instead of, like, getting upset over, over a salesman who, who's there to further the agenda of whoever pays them the most money. Listen, it, it, I mean – let alone his, his agenda. There's people that haven't checked Roman Catholics for, for all the people that they've, that they've raped and molested over the years. Like, I mean, this stuff has been going on for, for, for tons of years. It's just coming more to the forefront. Just like they, they didn't even show um, Elvis's, um, the bottom of his waist when he was dancing before. Now, now they, they, it's almost like, yeah, I remember when, this is how old I am, I remember when they didn't, didn't curse on the radio. <laughs> But see, they, but but here's the thing: when when Bush was in office, the homosexual mm-hmm. agenda was not being pushed as right. as, as vehemently as right. Obama. You know, when when you know when Clinton was even in office, he didn't really have the the, the gay agenda being shoved down our throats as vehemently as we do now. When you know, with President Obama be, and I think it's because. He's homosexual himself. Yep, I he might be. He might be homosexual. Have you ever read about the Antichrist that was coming? That the Antichrist is homosexual. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the sexuality of the Antichrist is. Okay, I, can, I, I, don't, I don't really care. It can be sexual and ghost. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. But, but what I'll say is this, is that, you know, I, I agree. There's a lot of things that are that are thrown at people, but here's the thing: well, lock, lock up and load. Like if if what if what they are is throwing the homosexual agenda at people, you just I say go ahead and be a Christian, peacefully be a Christian. And what I mean by peacefully is stand stand by your convictions, share what your convictions are, and then go eat a turkey sandwich and you know go about your business. But but I mean just because. See, that's the thing. Just because he's he's about gays, but, but he's turning it into a hate crime. He's a murder. Just because he's about murdering people um, in the Middle East doesn't mean that I should be about murdering people in the Middle East. But so, but I mean, he's turned it he's turned it into a hate crime. We can't yeah. really just say, we well, you know, I'm a Christian and I don't agree with it, and right. I'm going about exactly. my business. No, exactly. you you speak out against it, and you're going to probably right. be arrested for a hate exactly. crime. So that's fine. He, he will he That's will be held fine. accountable. He'll he'll be held accountable for for his decision, 
I mean, the only thing you can do is, I mean, you can, I mean, because again, with politicians, again, I believe politicians they work with whoever pays them. So really, the only the only way to to go up against that is that is to to match um, gay, lesbian, and transgender money with Christian money. To me, that's to me that's the only way I think that you can influence. In addition to prayer, that that to me is the only way that you can influence politicians. But but again, like as a Christian, we're not we're not here we're not here anyway. This is not a home anyway. I mean I mean so it's like so it's like it's gonna get uncomfortable uncomfortable for Christians. Of course it is. It should be uncomfortable for Christians to be in the world. You you should you should in a lot of ways be. I mean I'm not saying that I want to be treated like trash if I'm a Christian, but to to my to my knowledge to my belief that. You know, Christians aren't going to get positive treatment by the world, and it's it's just what we're seeing is like we're seeing the world, the world go in that direction. But it's been going in that direction. I mean, again, they, I mean, all the cursing, all the sexuality, I mean, free porn, like all all this other stuff that's going on, it's like, and then and then Obama does it. Like, oh my gosh, like, well, of course. I mean, it's only gonna get worse. It's only gonna get worse, and. You know, it's expected. I'm not saying I'm happy about it. I'm not saying that, you know, you know, good job, Obama. But, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the worst president of I'm not, because I don't know. I don't yes, know all the other laws that he's been his past in comparison to his. Mm-hmm. And, and most I, presidents lie about Christianity. I don't know. Right. A lot of people have said he's the worst president of all time. I've heard that. Lots of people say that. But I don't know. I'm I'm gonna reserve my judgment on that for later. I, I don't think presidents really care about Christians. I mean, if you want want me to keep a 100, which presidents care about the will of God and Christianity? You know, and and if people if presidents start talking about helping out the poor, um, I think that's when they got killed. Like um, Kennedy, isn't that what Kennedy started talking about before he his brains got bust out in in the in the and it's convertible, like well, I mean, motorcade. But um, he was uh, he spoke. The reason why he was murdered was because he spoke out against the elite, the establishment. Uh, but um, I don't know. Obama is kind of like the last of the last. And what do you mean? He he's and and what I mean by that is that he's I don't know how he got we just got right off of of, of topic but I'll say this before we get back on topic because uh, we only have 15 minutes into the show um, I, I believe that Obama is the um, <clears throat> kind of like more or less the um, the epitome of their agenda. And um, he was used. See, this is why he was elected twice, because he, the, the, the elite, they want to, you know, bury America. They want to get, you know, you know, establish a one-world government. And they think Obama is the is the best subject. He's the best person for the job. So why do you think everything is going down the drain ever since he became president? Now everybody else. You know, we had issues, we had problems, but it wasn't to the point where it was critical. You know, when Bush was in office, he signed the Patriot Act and, you know, this, that, and the other. But he never got on national television and said, 
Oh, I think marriage is honorable is honorable between two men as I think that you know is it is between two a man and a woman. You never saw, you never heard President Bush say that. Yeah, we know all about Bush's uh family history with skull and bones and his father, you know, um being uh one with the Nazis and things of that sort. Oh my god. That's but terrible. But but Obama, he said Obama is a racist. Also, he said, you know, you know what his wife said on national television. He said, "This is the first time I've ever been proud of my country," on national television before he even got elected. Why? Why? Why did he say that? It, she said that because they hate America. They hate what America stands for. I can't stand America. America is demonic, it's wicked, it's evil, um, it's, it's killed innocent people, it, it's exporting people right now, oppressing people right now. I can't stand America. Well, so what about all the other countries that have done that? I can't stand America. I'd be a fool to sit here as a black person and say, oh, America's great. Well, well I, wait a minute. I, wait, hold up, hold I'm, up I'm a, a second. I look like I'm oh, hold up a second. Yeah, what, what about all of the other countries? Hold on a second. Hold it. Hold it. What about all of the other <laughs> countries that um, <clears throat> that have uh, you know, killed? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I'm talking about America. Uh, no, no, but I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, talking about other yeah, countries yeah, that have. Wait. Hold on a second. Nate. Nate. Innocent people. Nate. Hold on a second. Let me get. Can I finish? Oh, no, no, no. Tell, no. Tell, tell me how great America is. Tell me about America. Greatness. Okay. Can I can I finish my my point? Can I finish my point? And and yeah, sure sure sure. In fact, really quick, I'll say this real quick. Affecting black men with syphilis, nobody goes to jail. But you love America. Well, well, we make mistakes. Well, for but, some but, odd reason, hold, certain people are making the same mistakes and constantly getting away. That's where I think where she was coming from. As a black but, person, you can't say you love America. I love God. I love Jesus. But I don't love America. I'm not saying that I love America. What I am saying okay. is that America has afforded us freedoms that other countries will not afford you. For instance, you look at Russia. Let's, 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 let's look at the communist revolution that started in Russia in 1917 by Vladimir Lenin. Don't you know all those Russians were murdered? They were murdered. Sixty million Russians were killed. Then you look at Nazi Germany uh, in 1933 when Adolf Hitler took power, murdered six and a half million Jews. Well, actually, it was 22 million, but he murdered six and a half million Jews. He murdered millions of other Christians and Catholics and homosexuals and blacks. He hated black people. Now, right. and so so let's look at um, you know okay. uh, the Khmer. Let's look at uh, Indonesia. You know the Khmer Rouge. I think that's what they're called. You know, a communist revo- a revolution with with Pol Pot. He murdered. Uh, I don't know how many people. As a matter of fact, he murdered the whole village. Right. And then you know, look at um, you know uh, over there in in uh, with uh, Robert Mugabe. You know, he um, hyperinflation is sky high. He turned his in, out there in Zimbabwe. He turned his entire country into a wasteland. Nothing, you know, money is worthless out there. Right. You know why he did that? Well, why? you know how he did it. He oh. he uh, 
you know, hyperinflated the money supply. He hyperinflated the money supply. So now the money is worthless, paper. And so all of those countries out there, we talk about the motherland in Africa, those places are, you know, they're killing people left and right there. They're raping women. You know, all those Muslim countries over there in Africa, like uh, Zaire and and Zimbabwe and, and, and North Africa and all those other places, they're going around chopping people's heads off. Right. Folks yeah. running around, yeah. killing each other, yeah. black-on-black crime, remember? Yeah, and it's funny how, how we don't talk about Asian-on-Asian crime. But keep going. Well, keep we going. don't talk about it because it doesn't happen. Oh, it doesn't happen. that's right. Oh, it, it that's right. But, but, Asian people don't kill Asian people. But, My God, I want some, I want some of that, uh, some of that, that David Ruffin, that just nothing. The, the issue, the issue well, is, no, it's, it's a fact in, in, regard, in regard to Asian on Asian crime, there, there's a reason why things are said. There's a reason why people say black on black crime, but never say Hispanic on Hispanic crime, because it's, it's a sense of demonization of a group of people. I understand people, there's certain people that need certain kinds of help, but it, it is very curious how if someone is, is concerned about helping, how how they want to say crime is crime. It is very interesting. And it, it's very interesting on who comes up with these particular terms. That's very interesting. Um, and, it, and, it's, and you see it. It's, it's so sad that, you know, black, black people are so sad that they, they take the weapon they whip themselves and say that, oh, it's us. When you have groups of people that, that refuse to do right, they would literally rather go to hell than to than to admit to doing wrong, um, and what you're talking about with the inflating of the of the dollar, I think you said in Zimbabwe, or I don't know if it was Zimbabwe or Zimbabwe. Um, that's happening here in America. Let, let alone let alone the the, the creation of G, GMOs. It's, I think it's Monsanto. They're trying to create to create a system to where you you'll have to literally buy seeds from them. They they want to create fruit or or, or plants as well as vegetation. It doesn't create create seeds. You know why? So that they can create a. The thing is, is what I'm trying to tell you is that the same spirit that's over there, that was over there in Africa, is here. And you know, it's not just well, it's here in America and nowhere else. It's it's the same spirit. Yeah, it's the same spirit. It's not so, America. It's not the country. It's the spirit. When was America glorifying God? I'm sorry? When was America, America glorifying God before they were defiled by the spirit that came over here? Well, the forefathers, you know, they were, you know, they talked about, uh, you know, freedoms. And I know what you're getting ready to say. Oh, yeah, George Washington had slaves and this, that, and the other. But you look at some of the, you know, we, we were free. You know, Did you know that Jackson, Andrew Jackson, fought against the, the central bank for 20, uh, the entire time he was in president, he was the president, and even after he, became, after he became president and after he left the presidency, he fought against the central banking system? Now, how many presidents do you know now that are fighting against the banking system now? You know, I, I'm, we're talking about 40 years of the presidency. I don't trust any of them, especially when you're speaking of the central bank, because I think that that's the dude that that's that's the monster that that I think is the cause to many things in America. That central bank, the greed to where to where greed is cloaked in racism. 
So, so I, I see, I see where a lot of the issues are coming from. But again, it's one thing to have issues, but it's another thing to to act as if you don't have issues and, and to turn your turn a blind eye against those particular issues that are ter- terrorizing people in our homeland. While we say there's a war on terror, we don't we don't deal with home first. And, and that, that's really all, all really I'm saying why, why I do why I do in a lot of ways hate America, because we're a bunch of liars. We're a bunch of liars and hypocrites. We talk about we're freedom fighters. We go over countries to give water, but yet, yet we have, like, groups of people who we love blaming them, but we won't own up to what we've done to cause. Like, it's all their fault, like 100%. Like, none of the stuff that was done, like, can actually be reversed. And the truth is, that's a lie, because if people really wanted to change and make America a better place, it can be done by the end of this year. But, but the problem is, people just don't, in America, people, I don't know if it's they love money or they love the devil. I don't know which one they love more, but um, they, just, they, they just don't want to do right by Americans. And that's why, um, that's why in a lot of ways, I, in, in many ways, I hate America. Many ways, because again, a bunch of liars, a bunch of liars, and, and they want they want you to think that they're doing something for somebody, but what they really are is helping helping themselves to other people's resources, um, helping themselves, you know, while they while they rape rape and rape and molest girls as well here, but they, I mean, but a lot of I think a lot of people they're afraid to come forward because they know what they're gonna get, you know, if they come forward here. You know, it's easy because we're the ones holding the camera and recording other people as if as if we're not, I mean, as if that stuff, let alone the, the women pedophiles in America that have not even been checked or dealt with, let alone the feminists in America that, that, want, that want to play the role of evil daddy, you know, that don't want equal rights. They want dominance so that they can, they can be just as evil as, as the men that they speak about, so... I say miss me with that. I don't think I don't think America is about Christians at all. Even though they even though they talk about how America is a Christian nation, not not so fast. I don't believe that at all. I, I just think they say that so that they can get votes and so done. That's what I think. Well, I don't think uh, it's a Christian nation now, but um, when was it a Christian nation? Well, it's it's not now, but we, we I don't want to get into it. Right now, uh, we we only have about three minutes into the show, and, and we got off topic. But um, yeah. yeah, but we uh, but the the thing is, is that I wanted to talk about um, you know rap music and its effect on the culture, and um, like uh, Jasmine, I wanted to ask you, you know, do, do you think that rap music has any uh, effect on the culture? Of course it does. I mean, when you look at, um, I mean, we figured that out when Tupac and Biggie Smalls came out, how effective that was. I think that's what really made people realize how effective and, you know, how much influence they had on the culture. Mm-hmm. So that's when I really realized that, you know, hip-hop was really, you know, a big influence on the culture. Because, I mean, I'm going to be honest, like, I I love, I used to love Tupac and his music, and it didn't really, I mean, the way I grew up, it really didn't affect me to be, 
you know, affect me as the guys were affected. But, you know, it made me, it renewed my mind to what type of guy I wanted. And I think that's what made me kind of like a certain type of guy from that type of music because it appealed to me. It was like it was sexy. It was like, oh, my God, they're, you know, they just so strong and, you know, independent and they don't follow the rules, you know. So it, it did influence me, so I can't say that. Oh, you said something that was eye-opening. You said something about, you know, it was the music that that kind of opened your your um, your idea of how um, men, are, well, not men in general, but kind of like how, the kind of men that you're looking for, how you know how strong they are, and how um, you know how um, you know forceful they could be, and how you know it, it, it kind of, that 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 demeanor, you know, attracted you to that kind of that particular uh, kind of man. Mm-hmm. And this is what a lot of women are not admitting to they're 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 not admitting or people in general not just women but you know black people in general they just oh it's just music and it doesn't affect me well it does oh, it does it does and for me like you know probably probably fit that uh mold with everybody else my father died when i was eight and a half so i didn't have a father figure to look at and to compare so when i saw here all these men out there, you know, they taking care of business, you know. It just, that was, you know, the example that I had that was out there, so I took hold to that example, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, oh, what do you think? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, go ahead. No, no, I'm going to tell you. You're not finished? Uh, most definitely I was affected oh. by hip-hop. Like, I mean, you know, how I dressed, um, I mean, even dancing, you know, because for, for, for a lot of guys, like, guys guys want to have a girl in their life, and so they what do they look at? They look, the guy with the most girls, and they figure, okay, the guy with the most girls, this was a little while ago, I, I struggled with being a Christian in the world as, as a kid um, and living for my convictions, but it got to a point to where I decided, like, forget it, I'm going to be a bad boy. I'm not going to care about women. I'm going to give women what they want is what I thought. Um, and this was like 23 when I was 23, but um, yeah, I, I would I was kind of like what me and my cousin used to make jokes about, like the undercover Christian. Like I would go to church every week, and you know, and but I wouldn't I wouldn't proclaim my love for Jesus. You know, I was a Christian, but I wouldn't proclaim it. And I got I got to a point to where I, I was proclaiming it, but I still was listening to hip hop because I again I liked the beat. I like the music. I use it. I use it when I'd work out. I'd use it, you know, while I was doing busy work. Now here's a here's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, based on based on what you're speaking of, which is again is a very scary thing. Like that that background music going into your subconscious. You don't know what if that's the case. You don't know how your mind's being affected. So so for me, I didn't have like my my dad was there. He was a he was a draftsman at at an engineering firm. And my mom was a nurse. But so it was kind of like we had a little mini Cosby, Cosby show going until until Pops left um, in high school. But um, but my my dad never he never taught me what to do with women or how to mm-hmm. be around women. Mm-hmm. So it's like you as a as a as a man 
what do you do? You watch movies, right. you watch your homeboy, you, and you listen to music. And you just try to, as a guy, you just try to figure it out because most of the times as a man, you, you have to figure things out. People aren't going to hold your hand. And, and that's what occurred. But, yeah, I definitely do say from, from loose, you know, going to those clubs and, you know, being involved with all that lewd, lewd, worldly behavior, you know, it, 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 to the point where I struggle with that stuff to this day. So it's like, yeah, I mean, definitely that stuff, you know, and, and also the Nas and um, the, the Rakim and all these other, other rappers I used, to, I used to listen to a lot. And, and, again, they call themselves gods too. So it's like, mm-hmm. but, I mean, but, but not just that. They don't just call themselves gods. They talk about murdering people. They talk about, you know, doing drugs, like drinking. They talk about premarital sex. They talk about, like, even Rick Ross, which is, um, he, has, he has an album titled I Will Not Forgive. I think it says God forgives, but I don't forgive, which is, to me, a cornerstone of Christianity, um, unforgiveness. Um, so it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, they are, they are calling themselves gods, not gods, but, but not just that. They, they're, they're living like carnal men, and it's like you find yourself as a Christian and I found myself as a Christian. Listen to this. I'd get the clean versions. Like, like I'm a Christian, can't listen to the curse words, but the song is just it's such a cool beat and it's a fun song. Or, or just like you said, uh, well, well, man. Uh, and then you get to the level. I got to the level where I was like, okay, I'm a Christian. Some of the stuff they aren't curse words, but they're talking about doing illicit things. So I was just listening to the instrumentals. So you still don't you still have the same thing going on. It's still the same mm-hmm. thing, but you don't – if, if this is the case, which I'm starting to more and more believe it is, which you still have that going on. So then you, then you wonder why you struggle with particular things because you're, you're feeding that aspect of your flesh maybe unknowingly. So you have okay. two men, one guy that's really weak, and a guy, another guy that's built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who's going to win? Arnold. You know, put your, put your, you know, your spirit man in the arm bar put him in a submission hold, and he's done. And then, and then, and then what do you, what, how do you feel as a Christian? You feel guilty, you know? Well, I guilty. want to say this, um, something yeah. that you said, me, and I want to point this out. You know, you were saying that as a man, you know, you want to be influenced and you want to be attractive to women, you know, and you look at the rappers and they, you know, have all these women following. And women go through the same thing because I know in high school, I thought sexiness was what the world system said, you know, short cleavage or, you know, wearing tight clothes. Yeah, I saw it, a lot it, of that. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, it took me probably like five years ago I really got the revelation, like, why I can, like, be covered up and guys can really be attracted to me and I don't have to be, you know, naked or I don't have to be, you know, just, you know, just, Look in any kind of way, I can Some be women really don't believe that. I mean, what you said is amazing. Some women, like, they really honestly don't believe that a guy can really be attracted to them, like, without them showing everything. It, like, it, takes, is, it, takes, it takes a lot of renewing of the mind because you, that's what you're taught through, uh, through media. Like you said, music. Movies, video, I mean, video, everything. You are talking, and it's just something that you have to kind of renew your mind. You have to change the way you think on that. 
it, it took a while, but I really got it. And it's like, you know, that confidence of being just believing in yourself and knowing who you are. Men will, will be attracted to and vice versa. Women will be attracted to people with confidence who love themselves. It's not really about the clothes and makeup person. It's really about who you are, how you view yourself. So, like, you sometimes I can, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So I'm just saying, like, something like when I, I was sitting here telling my mom, because I was even shocked. I had an interview, right? So I had, like, this black skirt, you know, mm-hmm. white top, long, you know, the, the basic button-up top, mm-hmm. and, you know, tights and, you know, the shoes or whatever. And God came up to me telling me, oh, I just want to let you know, just real appropriate. Oh, you look really nice. And I had to kind of be like, really? You know, I kind of had to check myself, like, you really think that's cute in me? Because I was just totally covered. But it's men out there who love women like that. And it's women out there who like men who are intelligent and who are not thugs. And you have to just kind of remember oh, that. Not, I, I, you I wish know, I could meet somebody like <laughs> But I, I'll, I'll uh, give my testimony. I uh, got saved when I was, uh, of course, I, you guys know that I got saved when I was, 20, I was 27, 2002. No, twenty six. I'm sorry, and um, I uh, when in high school, I um, you know when rap was really gangster rap, especially was had really taken off the Tupacs and the Jay Zs and and the Craig Max and all these other guys, you know uh, Christopher Wallace or you know him as Biggie, all those guys were popular, and uh, I was this skinny little guy, you know, trying to graduate from high school. I was a nerd. I was a geek. And um, I, you know, a lot of girls didn't really notice me too much. Even now, they don't notice me. Uh, they they kind of look at me and give me like dirty looks or, or whatever. Or they don't look at me at all. But anyway, especially the black chicks now. They might be constipated. They might be dirty looks. They might need to go to the bathroom or something. Or no, they were, they were dirty looks. I, I know a dirty look when I see one. Oh, oh my god! You know what? You know what, Daggumma David? I'm gonna have to challenge you and say the next time you feel like a woman gives you a dirty look, you need to ask her. Are you, are you giving me a dirty look and actually see whether or not she's gonna lie oh, or She will you. cuss me the heck out. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. She will cuss me out. I mean, she will call me every single name in the book that I haven't even heard of. Oh, God. She will go off on me. And so I don't say anything. You know, I, I don't say anything because these chicks nowadays, man, they will go off, you know. And so, but anyway, I was, you know, I was an, you know, I guess I was an attractive kind of guy, but, you know, nobody, you know, no the females didn't notice me. And so, Clothes back then, clothes were um, popular. You know, you had to dress like a hip hopper, you know, in order to, for chicks to to notice you. And and I didn't dress like that. I had on jeans, pair sh- a button down shirt, a sweater, or, you know, and, and and a jacket. You know, when it was cold, anyway. Because all I wanted to do was graduate. I wasn't really interested in impressing anybody. So when I went to college, it was pretty much the same. All of the young girls were interested in the thugs and the, the hip-hop dudes. And me, I was just me. And I had, you know, I, I talked with a few young, uh, you know, I interacted with a few girls, but it wasn't in a romantic sense or it wasn't, you know, uh, depicted as such. 
and then it didn't go anywhere, so it was just kind of like a high and buy thing. So, um, you know, that didn't happen until I started going on the Internet, going on AOL and all this other stuff, and still I didn't meet anybody. I was talking to, you know, people, girls on the phone like I'm talking to you guys, and I met maybe one or two women on on, on Facebook, on, online, from offline, and, and we dated, but that was it. So, you know, it, it was so I came up with this idea that well maybe it's true maybe they're just attracted to what they see on television these rappers that exude this false bravado and you know they believe it to be actual confidence and guys that are like me who are intelligent who are articulate oh you just trying to be white I tell a girl I'm a writer I'm an author they will I won't hear from them again again ever They'll just stop talking to me. It, it, it'll be just, that's it. <laughs> cut me the heck off like you would cut off a piece of thread. It would just be done. You know, I'm done. No, dude, you, you can just take a hit. Like, like, like Beyonce, you know, to the left. You know, just go over there. Oh, no, no, not to the left. Okay, go ahead. Why, why would they stop talking to you just because you're a writer? I mean, why would they feel like that? Because the kind of men that they're used to don't do stuff like that. You know, they don't do stuff don't, like that. that. David, David, I don't think it's that. Like, if if you were like, if you're like, yo, what up? My my name's Stephen King, and I'll be writing them books. They'll be like, ah! I'll be writing them books. Do you think Stephen King would talk like I that? Think, I think, right. I, think, I don't understand. I think what it is. I think what it is is like worldly women need to see the money on you, and if they don't see like either money or swagger on you, you are of no worth. But if you like, yeah, I, I invented, I invented post-it notes. You know, <laughs> they figure it out and they do. And or they I invented post-traumatic like, oh, stress disorder. Oh, cool. You know, and then that, that's yeah. it. <laughs> so you so know. I think I don't. Yeah, I, I I think part of it is like it, there there definitely is like they people women some women like you know the big monster incredible Hulk kind of guy, but the other part of it is they want you know the the super rich like I can take you on, I can take you to my mansion in the clouds kind of guy <laughs> too. Like so I think that's part yeah it's, of it. it's somewhere in between Mars like, and Jupiter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I got a spaceship. Shoot. People still drive cars. Get in my helicopter. Oh, oh my gosh, you have a helicopter? Yeah, yeah, yeah you know I mean, it's right up in the island. cut. Like, right up where? <laughs> but, exactly. but see, it, it's it's the thing is is that they think that you know, and, and like I told you before, rap music, like Jasmine said, rap music has taken over our culture, and so now it's it's like you can't talk until you can't be an intellectual and be black be a black man be in no that that's tantamount to kind of like you know uh being a traitor to your own race in a sense but i don't i don't feel like that i mean it's a lot of i mean that's all i work with is a lot of black intellectual guys yeah. and, and, and women are attracted to that women are attracted to that and where do you live again can i live there <laughs> Well, listen, I work in a hospital. There it is, Jasmine. This is the thing, though. Like, women are often are attracted to that guy, 
after they've gotten all after they've gotten all their jollies out with you know all these other dudes, all yeah. the sub dudes. I think I think that that's the other piece too. It's like um, there, there's du- there's dudes that women have fun with, and there's dudes that women take seriously. And it's often the dudes that women take seriously, women don't really like, and they just they go ahead and get married because they know that he's not going to cheat on them, but they don't really like the dude. They know yeah, he's, he's a, a friend. He's a good friend, but I'm not going to really get involved with him too much because eh, I think he's a little weak, you know, or... Let me ask a question, David. Okay. okay. You make your life tomorrow or whatever. What what can you offer her as a wife? What can you offer her? As a wife? Me? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I would be able you... to offer someone as a husband, but I don't know if it will be a wife in a wife capacity. But uh, I could, you know, I, I'll offer her, you know, um, you know, on, respect, you know. Uh, All right. You know, love and and nurturing, and uh, we can grow together. You know, I mean, you know, but what can, else? That's it. Just love, respect, and what else? You know, well, we can grow together. You know, let's grow together and let's establish something before. You yeah, know, hold on, hold things, on, David. You just let uh, you let that you let her go on that one. She just she just said. Do you hear what she said? She said, yeah, 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 love and respect. Well, what else? Did you hear yeah, that? you know that's that's is exactly what I'm talking about. I do not like you. I cannot stand you. You are such a hater. I just want to let you know you're a hater. Thank you. But but see that's the thing. Well, you know, else? it's not it's it's not enough to say well I love her and 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 I care for her. So if you love a person, aren't you going to do everything that it takes to provide for that person? I mean, it's like your your child. You know, you, if you love your child, now if you're an abusive child and you're you know a psychopath, and yeah, you're gonna kill him, but you're gonna do, or you're gonna neglect him. But any person that you love, whether it's your child or whether it's your husband or whether it's your wife, you're gonna do whatever it takes to try to build a foundation that involves, you know, support, pro- provision, and love and care and devotion. That all stems from building a foundation. You don't just say, well, are you going to take care of me? Take care of who? Take care of what? What am I taking care of? You know, first of all, I don't know you. Secondly, let's get to know each other so that I can know what I'm providing for. Mm-hmm. But see, the, the thing is, is that women don't understand that, you know, for the most part. They they don't understand that. So they get they, they look at you as that, well, you can't do anything for me. Well, when does this come about you? So, or just about you. It's about us growing together and building something together. And what I've noticed when I get into conversations like this with mem- members of the opposite sex is that they don't see that. You know, they they don't see it. So they just walk away or they get involved with JoJo, Man Man, Dorcel, uh, you know, well, me. Thing, David, I, think, I, think, I think JoJo, Man Man, and Dorcel, what they do, this is what, this is what I think with women, Women are suckers for a great marketed product. So, I mean, these guys, they're like, I mean, they, they get out the tap shoes, the top hat, and the cane, and they like literally sit there and they sell these women all kinds of dreams and lies. You know, tell them all kinds of things like, oh, my goodness, you're going to do what? Oh, you, 
yeah, girl, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then this is what I, oh, my, that's like, how yeah, I Yeah, girl, I'm, a, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going, going. You know, they call me man-man. You know why they call me man-man? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, that's incredible. And so, I'm about so that life, you know what I mean? Now nah, I mean. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what it is is marketing. I think what it is is marketing. But if, if a woman, I think, I think that's what, it's part of it. It's, it's a mixture. Part of it is they don't understand to ask, and they don't understand what they're missing. It's a mixture. So it's like they don't really know to ask because they don't really care to ask. They just think it's just the guy, they think the guy's running game, or they're trying to prevent their heart from getting getting broken. So they're mm-hmm. constantly trying to figure out and make sure that the guy's not going to take advantage of them, which is the worst posture to take in a relationship. You're going to either get hurt or you're going to either find find love. But you can't like get in a relationship and not not leave unscathed, and a lot of them don't, they don't realize that they want to try to try to avoid pain, which which guess what, which ends up in the end breaking their heart hard. They end up getting their heart broken hard because again you can't escape that. And as if JoJo and Duracell and Man Man ain't gonna hurt break the heart, it's like of course they are because guess what, they don't love or respect them. Mm-hmm. So, so David, are you open to um, dating outside of your race? Have you looked into that? Uh, I've done that. Same thing. What? No, David. Same thing. Really? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should try a Spanish girl. Maybe that'll work. No, out. no, no. Really? Spanish <laughs> chicks are, are are possessive, and they 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 they're usually you know homogenous or or homogenous, which means they date only within their own race for the most part. Now, I've seen black men date Hispanic women, but it's a, it's, you know, it's not many. White girls, I've, I've, I've talked to white girls, and, you know, I, I, as a matter of fact, I met a white girl on Facebook, Uh-oh. but she was, uh, you know, she liked Middle Eastern men, so, you know, and then she had a son, so it wasn't it wasn't oh. going to work. She lived out in California, and it wasn't really going to work. And then I barely heard from her, even though I was friends with her on Facebook. Barely heard from her. Gotcha. So that I've, was... I've actually, to me, I've, I've, um, I've taken some of the abuse from the black women, some of the the dissing and the, you know the jeering and you know the psychological trauma. And I found myself too, like with other races of women, I, I seemed to click. Sorry about that. I seem to click easier with with other races of women. I don't know why, but um, but I, I what my best one of my best girlfriends I've had was, was a um, Hispanic girl. Um, but but then again, it's I don't know. It's, she just I mean the cooperation was off the charts. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean I think that's what guys want. Like guys want a woman that's going to cooperate. Um, and you can find you can find that chick. You can definitely find that chick. Um. I I truly believe. No, I ain't gonna find her in church. Oh come on, dude! You can find you can find her. Yeah, I'm t- I keep on telling you that there are 30 women in your city that would love to be your wife that don't have kids, that aren't crazy, that don't have stab a Negro syndrome, um, that that really <laughs> stab a Negro syndrome. It's, oh, it's um it's where a woman, um, for some odd reason, she has to either. One arm choke the guy that she says that she loves, or um, while he's sleeping, take a sharpened sharpened spoon 
and just go out his kidney area. Um, it's oh, I see. Deadly them. women type of women. Yeah. You know, you know that show, Deadly Women? I don't think I I would love that fantasize, that fantasize, or fantasizing about a guy like you to be their husband. Uh, um, uh, uh, oh, yes, my, oh, yes, you mighty warrior. Yes, you. Yes. There, uh-huh. there are women that would love to have all your children, every last one of them, and would love to make you some meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and gravy, and iron your shirt, and rub your back. Yes. So is this woman 60 years she old? out there, and there's 30 of them in your city. I so promise. is she 60 years old? Because I know no, there's 30 no, year old. No, no, she's, she's, um, she's in, in your age group and below. There, there are still <laughs> women, but, but again, it's like, I mean, and you know what? I pray that not only God, God opened your eyes um, to, to, to the um, cornucopia of, um, of Christian honeys that you're surrounded <laughs> by, that that you'll be like, oh my gosh, you'll be shocked by by the women that that you that you can take care of. But you know, again, if you if you if you can take care of yourself, you have the ability to lead lead and direct the family. You have the ability and resources to, to care for as a woman. If she's willing to build with you, uh, again, I, I truly believe that that you you. You have you have that because women that's what women want. Women most women want to be just a wife to a man that they that will love them for the rest of their life. You know, women like men that are honest. You're one hundred percent honest. Even though they, they act like they don't want honesty. Women love honesty. You know? It just has to be marketed a, a specific way or packaged a specific way. So it that sounds like these to... women are from another planet because I haven't oh, seen no, no, no. that one. You're right. You're right. They, they have to be Christian women because non Christian women like, they break out hives when you start talking about love and respect. They're like, yeah, they start itching. They're like, <laughs> ah! You know, you know, they, you know they, they start foaming out the mouth and, you know, the eyes roll on the back of the head. You start talking about Jesus, church, or Bible, love oh, and adoration, family, and, you know, being a stay-at-home mom or whatnot. Ah! They're, they're well, well, on the there are some Christian women that are like that, too, you know. Oh, oh my God, you are so negative. You are so oh. negative, David. You really are a magazine. You know no, I mean, I mean just, these are, are my only. These are all my personal experiences. I, you know, I, know, I was just nothing. Oh, go ahead. I, I mean, what I'm saying is, I'm just saying. I mean, just being expectation for God to bring you somebody really awesome. Don't look at your experience. Don't look at the past or whatever. Just believe that He got somebody custom made for you. You're. Whatever happened in the past is over. Let that go. Like, just move forward. You, David. For real. God, he ain't forgot about you. He didn't skip he's you. He's a God. He's an abundant God. He's got 30 yeah. women for you, David. For real. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not God and he can't do marvelous things for me or anybody else for that matter. Well, but not a miracle. Thing. It's very easy, David. You'll be shocked how many women will, will love and adore you, David. Yeah. <laughs> you are... I I don't I don't I don't know I I don't know. Uh, You're gonna find out. You, you know what? I'm gonna have to pray for you every day, homie. You you provoke me. Now there's a flame on the top of my head, dude. You got a flame. There's a flame on the top of my head right now, homie. Bad gummit. You you're gonna see Jesus. You're gonna see God, and wow. you're gonna like it. You you're talking. Oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I mean possibly there's a bad gummit. There's thirty women that would literally. 
would literally love for you to be the husband. Would love to wash your dirty socks. And you yeah. sit, here like, sit here acting like you don't know. You don't know. Right. You do something I got to press you, David. You, you're going to see God's power. And it's and mm-hmm. small little thing. You know, it's small little thing. But yeah, and you, not, and you a good guy, David. You a good guy. But if God presents them, yeah. you gotta go get them, David. If God puts them in your face, go get them. <laughs> go get them. Don't don't get don't get shy, cause I don't want to waste my prayer time. Uh, have have God said this sixty woman? He's just like, mm, I don't know what her nose. She has a nose like a muppet. Mm, her feet a are muppet. Too big. Mm, her shoulders. She has Muppets have wings as Sitting on top of your head, Jasmine. I like that. 
and and she's going to choke you, Nathaniel. I know, I know she is. Uh, I know, I know she is. She, she up, and she's going to show up in Florida. I'm going to be like, oh, let me see. Oh, oh. hi, hi, Jasmine. How are you doing? <laughs> I mean, knocking at your door, and you're like, Jasmine, what are you doing here at midnight? Let me grab you by the throat and and like. Listen, listen, David, you you do not want me. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You think you don't? I'm from I'm from the Word of Faith movement. I listen to Crestle and Power, Joel Osteen, PDJ, you. Trust well, me, you won't want something. David, what did, what did David say? I'll be the judge of that. that <laughs> you would, you won't want me. Mm-mm. Well, I, I mean, call, I call those things to be nice over here. You, you wouldn't. No, I doubt it. Oh, okay. You call those things as though as be that though as though they were, huh? So uh, mm-hmm. you're sabotaging things before they even happen. I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, alrighty then. Um, I tried, um, but uh, <laughs> you did good, though. I like that. You really did good. It's like you, you know, you had a little game. You, you guys are like killing me. You guys. Wow. Can you guys? <laughs> you put, I like how you put that in and you split that in right quick. You know. You guys. Wow. You're amazing, you know? What, what's going on? Are y'all all right? Are you all right, Jasmine? Are you all right, David? Are you good? You guys cool? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Everything cool? Everything yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Everything okay. is just fine. There you go. Okay, that's good. That's funny. You know, like I said, as long as we believe in the same principles of God's word, then... You know, those it shouldn't be a problem. Now, everything else can be ironed out. Right. But that's right. just my opinion. But um, so, not matter to. But seriously, David, I know you're being serious now. But definitely, you you do you do uh, you have what many women are looking for. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have what many women are looking for. So, so I mean, <sighs> I'm not just saying that. I'm not just saying that just to be you know just to be you know be a dork or a jerk or anything. But for real, you do you do so. So don't 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 be um don't be discouraged. I'm not discouraged. I'm just being truthful. I know you're being logical. I know you've seen some things. You know, it's just uh, and and I and I do. I pray I pray that that you you reveal you reveal to somebody. God reveals you to somebody, or multiple people, um, to where you have the option to choose. You won't feel like oh I have to choose. It's the only woman in the world that there's. So many women that want to have a godly man in their life, and not not because not because they ran out of poker chips in the game mm-hmm. of you know you know in the twerk game, but that that they actually really do want to have that's a dream of theirs to be a to be a mother and a wife. You know, in this case, in this seeing is believing, and well, uh, believing, actually, I believe opposite. Believing is seeing. <laughs> Is, well, your name, is your name Thomas or is it David? Is it, uh, it's both. No, uh, it's it's David. <laughs> uh, I mean, Dowdy uh, Thomas. I'm, 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 I'm trying to no, no. Uh, but I, it's I, not. I do tell you though, like it, based on based on this culture, feminist culture, women women like that are like highly aggressive and hostile on one end, or or don't submit to you, 
if they if they feel like they're getting something out of it, it's not really about God. I, I you have every reason to to look at look at um, women of the world and be suspect. But I mean, there there are like again, this this girl, my my girlfriend, she changed my mind about about women. That there are women that really they will love nothing more than to be be a wife and a mother. Um, they don't want to compete with you. They don't want to try to try to win against you or or do to have a sword fight with you psychologically. They just want to love and adore you and be a Christian wife, be a Christian mother, and that's it. That's their that's their work. That's their dream. That's their purpose that God has given them in their heart, and that's their desire. It's just it's just you just have to find those chicks, and and I pray that God will lead you to them because he he won't put the desire in you for you just to suffer for the rest of your life. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. Oh, why don't you pray for him? Let's pray huh? for him right now. Let's pray for him right now. Are we going to do it on a phone? No, this is a little bit. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> Ouch. I think it's perfect. It's a little much. I think it's perfect. Where do you pray for David? Like, on the phone like this? It's a little Yeah, come on. It's like two or more gather and agree. So let's go ahead. Let's pray for him now. Go ahead, Nate. David, is it okay if we pray for you on the phone? Uh, it's fine. You go ahead. All right. Of course David. he don't mind. Okay. All right, all right, David. All right. All right. Let's pray. All right. God, you made this guy. You created this guy. You know what this guy's desires are. Blow his mind. Do something in his in his in his life that he will. It'll be so ridiculous. He'll just start laughing. Open up his heart, heart and his mind to see and connect with all the godly women that he's surrounded by, um, and, and protect him from wolves, serpents, snakes, alligators, and all kinds of wild female beasts that are that are roaming the earth looking to destroy and consume men. In your son, son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and I'm going to pray for you, Nate. Okay. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray over Nate. We thank you, Lord Jesus. And you give him desires of his heart, Father. The Father God, that he's been faithful and loyal to you, Father, doing your will and purpose. So, Father God, we thank you that you bring that woman into his life that was custom designed, custom made just specifically for him to meet all his needs, Father. Everything that he desired of a woman, that she should be a manifestation of what he's been believing God for, Father. And not only will this wife be supportive towards him, but she'll be supportive towards his whole family, his mom, and everybody that's connected to him, Father. It will be like a puzzle piece that's missing that will be just totally connected to him. So we just thank you, Lord, both David and Nathaniel, which is be continue being the men of God that you have called them to be. And they were continually to grow. They were continually develop, Father, so that they can walk out the life that you have called and gained for them. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank oh, thank you. That deep. <laughs> well, uh, thank you too for your time and your patience. You're welcome. And um, uh, the, the the round table starts uh, April first. April first, yeah, I wanna I wanna lay out an agenda, um, and just just a way for us to just open up conversations. Um, but yeah, I wanna get you guys prepared for that. So, 
it's coming up. Actually, it's coming up fairly soon. So yeah, I, I ten days. It, yeah, like it, I might want to push it back a little bit, but yeah, we need that. We need to get these things out um, and help people that are looking for love. So, so yeah, definitely. All right. I'll clue, I'll clue, clue you into to um. Yeah, we need to change and push it forward a little bit. Somewhere. Okay. Definitely not on April Fool's Day. We want to okay. After that. All right. Well, uh, it's been fun. Um, uh, I don't know. Hope uh, I'm looking to uh, do another show. I'm not sure when, but I'll let you guys know. Um, okay. I'm sorry. That's it. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'll uh, see you guys. Um, you know, very very soon. Well, then again, I'm I'm friends with Jasmine on Facebook, so I'll see her. Um, you know, all the time. But um. But again, uh, you thanks. you are free. You you are free to contact me on Facebook, okay? So I understand. I'm I, I'm just stating, you know, that we're friends on Facebook. But um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, but again, thank you for your time and your listening ear. And you guys have a blessed night. All right. God bless you. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Take care. Take care. Guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.